Sorry, guys. I had to eat an emergency burrito. Totally understandable. I have an emergency burrito on every floor, just in case. Hello and welcome to another episode of Let's Rewatch, the show where we watch movies that we loved in our youth and find out if they're still any good. I'm Brett. I'm Sam. I'm Ash. And I'm Pat. Oh, heck yeah. Oh, yeah. Bringing yeah. in the energy. Are you guys ready to get spooky? Yes. <gasps> so spooky. It's spooky. the spookiest time of year. Spooktober? <laughs> I don't know if that one's going to stick. Spook- spooktober? <laughs> we sound like a local morning news show. Yeah, we do. <laughs> So, of course, we had to bring in our spookiest friend, Holland Farkas. Hello, Holland. <laughs> Hello. Welcome back to the show. Thank you. I was actually, I just listened to uh, the last episode I did, uh, which was like four years ago, <laughs> um, to mm-hmm. be reminded of the structure of the podcast. <laughs> Excellent. Um, and then I realized, actually, you weren't so even bummed. on. Like, you weren't even there. I know. I wasn't even and then, on. And yeah, I was like, Pat wasn't uh, there. Yeah. I missed that one. Hey. Yeah, I was shooting a documentary in Europe at the time, and oh, poor had you! To miss it. And I was like, "Damn it!" Shooting a documentary in Europe. Listen, yeah. I should. We could we could have a whole other podcast episode about how that was the best and the worst experience of my life That's combined good. together. <laughs> um. Anyway, I'll tell you the story sometime about how he left me in Japan with all the equipment alone. But anyway. Um, <laughs> Uh, <laughs> sounds like a Wes Anderson movie. That does. Sound I know. I wish it was. <laughs> you like traipsing around Tokyo, lugging like you don't have proper carrying oh, cases God. for it, and you just got like stands and cameras slung all over you. And, like you keep dropping it, and then you meet someone really cool, and they help you pick up your equipment. And then the, the, I wish you, that like, was my experience in uh, Tokyo. Well, I traveling wish. with equipment. Did you have to travel from the U.S. to Tokyo yep. with the equipment? Because I realized that because I filmed something in Germany last fall and I realized how not fun it is to travel with camera equipment and Mm -hmm. going through like customs and all that stuff. Yeah, I had like a... It's like really stressful. Yeah, I had like a 45 pound camera backpack that I carried everywhere. It was always on my back. Every day is leg day, baby. (laughs) I know. (laughs) And then on top of that, I also had tripods. And then we shot sidebar about this documentary I shot in Europe. But we 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 traveled around Europe and shot different places. And then we also went to Beijing. But the thing about Beijing is you can't bring cameras in there as a professional. You can't as like a tourist. Ah. They will. They think that you are lying, and they think that you are um, potentially like journalists trying to you know paint them in a bad light how terrible they are yeah so that we had to mail the equipment to japan which was our last destination and rent all new equipment in china which was you know not shockingly in chinese the language of the menu camera system (laughs) so it was like it was bananas it was a lot of crazy shit that went on but anyway that sounds so um, but that's not what we're talking about so spooky. <laughs> uh, instead, we're talking about the spell that we're all under now via the movie The Craft. Yes. Ah, ah, ah. That was a walk. Shh, shh, shh. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. We got there. A long walk off a we short did. pier, man. 
Um, but yes, we are watching the movie The Craft because there's a new version. Well, not new. It's not a remake. I believe it's a sequel that's coming out on either the 30th I think it's a or reboot. 31st. Yeah. Is it? Oh, okay. I'm not I sure. I think it's a reboot. A reboot? Because it seemed like they were referencing things, but I wasn't sure. Let me, as the resident Googler, <laughs> find out. Um, well, uh, Pat finds out for us. I'll tell you about the movie The Craft, the 1996 version that we're watching. Um, it was directed by Andrew Fleming, which you might know from he directed Easy A, Ideal Ooh. Home, which is a movie I hadn't heard of, but Paul Rudd's in it. And Pat. You'll be very excited to know that he has directed several episodes of Emily in Paris. What? Uh, <laughs> I uh, we haven't talked. Wait, we haven't recorded since I revealed that. Did I? That you love Emily in Paris? Yeah. I unironically loved Emily in Paris. Uh, it, I found it very enjoyable and just delightful and a nice um, mental vacation from reality. Just o- over so there, lighting up a Senate candle, yep. watching Emily and Barry. <laughs> fucking right. Skin spice Literally, latte. Yeah. Just owning it. Mm-hmm. it. There's no shame in that. Are you wearing like a puffy vest too? While I watching. do have a vest. It's not puffy though. Oh. I, <laughs> yeah, that's a good point. You do need to be watching all that in your vest with like your athletawear pants on with like your yeah. Yeah, I definitely athleisure. I definitely have lots of athleisure clothes. Is it's like ninety percent of my wardrobe. Athleisure. I thought it was athleisure. I mean, I yeah, am the. That's right. Yeah, I I'm like my version. I used to work at the Gap. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> a professional. Thank you for setting me straight. Um, his his first film, Bad Dreams, which is a movie we've probably never heard of, but I bring it up because. It was made in 1988, which was his first film, which is the year that I was born. And I believe mm. the Eagleston as well. Indeed. So spooky. Yes. Woo! Ooh, Ooh. The coincidences. Mm-hmm. I will say that Easy A is a surprisingly great movie. Very good. Mm-hmm. It's very China sweet. Ohio, California. Yeah. I was just going to chime in and say um, The Craft colon Legacy. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. is an upcoming 2020 American supernatural horror film. Oh, this is uh, a new one. That is a standalone sequel. Whatever. Okay, it's so it is a sequel. Film. What yeah. does standalone sequel mean? Oh. Those so words I cancel left, each other I out. I want to talk I'm curious. It's like Final have, Destination 2. My, yeah, my theory is <laughs> it really, other than the aesthetic of it and the underlying concept, and there uh-huh. might be like a few throwaway lines that reference the first movie, Right. I, I'll bet like the plots don't really tie together at all. I bet it's just Probably. another group of teenage right. witches and they will Spoilers. maybe find a book that one of the other ones had. But as far as actual plot continuation, there won't be any. Or you're misreading gotcha. it and it's and it's the craft Lagasse and it's uh Emerald Lagasse <laughs> is becomes a witch. Right. <laughs> Cast spells and goes BAM. I'm leaving. <laughs> right. That's Wait, so is this is my last episode. A sequel. Well, it's probably like Scream, right? So when they did Scream right. 4, that, and actually when you watch all four of those movies back to back, and I'm assuming it flows, but like, as far as I know, there aren't any characters from the original in this new version. But I've only seen the right. trailer. So I don't think so. There there's a There's a photograph that's referenced in the trailer. But it's there's not directly. I don't want to like spoil something that I know that happens. So <laughs> I'll just say there's a photograph oh, there's from no, the first movie that's in no. the trailer. 
Um, is but I don't think any of the actors are in the movie. I was going to say, is this the movie with Rose McGowan in it? No. No. Okay. No. What movie are you thinking of? Jawbreaker? Uh, Scream has Rose McGowan. Which, no, also not Scream. Not Scream. It was like a- Jawbreakers? No, it's like a witchcrafty just, one. Just and name it's got, every movie. No, it's got Everyone. Rose McGowan <laughs> yeah. and the chick, the oh, bitchy charm. Magic? Practical Magic. Oh, Charmed. Charmed. No. Charmed. I'm thinking of Charmed. Charmed. Okay. I was like, That's she's not show. in Practical Magic. Charmed That's was a TV a show. show. That's a TV but show. Okay. Charmed. <laughs> okay. I'm glad that you brought that up. I have trivia about that. Excellent. Um, that we will get to. Uh, but this movie is written by Peter Filardi. I think that's how you say his name. Um, he's kind of just done other random B horror movies that you haven't heard of. But I bring him up because his first IMDb writing credit is for an episode of MacGyver on the year 1988. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> I don't know if we're going to be able to pull really off trying. making 1988 <laughs> scary. Yeah. <laughs> but we were born in it. It was super scary. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, it's just interesting that both of their very first IMDb credits are both 1988, and it's the year I was born. I'm just saying. I meant to love this film, is what I'm saying. Oh, no. It was made what if you're going to hate it, and then where's it going to go? <laughs> <laughs> um, so the anybody want to guess what the budget for this film was back in 1996? Mm. Holland, you're a producer. <laughs> yeah, but I suck at guessing uh movie budgets. I it, like I'm very bad at that. But I imagine it would be on the lower end. 1.3. 1.3 1. 1. million is that's that what you're saying? It? Yeah. Is that a That's pretty low. Yeah, it's like that That doesn't seem like enough, Pat. <laughs> I don't know. Pat's like I'm I'm staking. I'm going to say here. I've said it. My finger I took my finger off the piece. I've seen like the poster for this. And I'm gonna say it was 22. I was gonna say 23.5. So you fucking Ooh. Price is writing me. I'm fucking Price is yep. writing you. 22 million and one dollar. <laughs> I don't fucking whatever. Oh <laughs> my god! I am carrying your child, and you will take that condescension back. Thank you. Get out of here. You get the fuck out. <laughs> uh, so it was 15 million. Meeting Brett wins that total game. Right, fifteen. Wait, one five or five zero? What, 15. 15. One five. Yeah, that is that is a Which is tight not budget. A lot. No. Mm-hmm. Although for playing prices right, Pat. Well, wins. and I imagine most of it went towards like I think it's like Nev Campbell and Robin Tunney and like their prime. Probably, yeah. So probably. I imagine they're like the most pricey parts of that movie. But there's not a lot of um stuff you know what i mean it's it's really kind of straightforward as far as like uh there's like probably some visual effect type stuff but it's not really heavy on any of that other stuff so right um yeah. it doesn't look low budget but i i can understand why it would be totally but if i uh, i've seen this like one time but nev campbell's not like one of them the two main people are robin tunney and it what's her name um Starts with the V, Fer- right? Ferrazu, Ferrazu. Yeah, yeah. So, uh, uh, no, Faruka uh, Bulk. There's that, four yes. of them. Faruza. Okay, she's one of the main four. There's four, and then there's like, but there's like the two that are like yeah. the good and the bad, right? Yeah, like yeah. Wait, um, this is a movie with bad witches. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Uh, so you guys want to guess what it made opening weekend in the U.S.? One point uh, three million dollars. Yeah, I think that's. <laughs> More online. 
This is it's more like in the hundreds of thousands. I never and I, I didn't know of this movie wow. until they announced the sequel. This is opening really? weekend. You've never heard of the craft. Oh, I've seen it. Not I saw lots of craft talk about the sequel. Not a lot of tech craft talk about the original. About the original. How about you, Holland? You got a guess? Oh, so bad. <laughs> I just have no concept. I hate money. Don't make me just <laughs> feel like no. no. I just like I. I really don't have a good concept of like budget once stuff. M- numbers once numbers get into the millions i'm just like I, obviously oh, I, I don't either but that doesn't stop me from guessing <laughs> <laughs> well and on top of that like then then it's like it's not like a million dollars today it's like a million dollars in 1996 too so that like is completely <laughs> yeah. random um it's it's opening u.s weekend gross was six million seven hundred and ten thousand nine hundred and ninety six so yeah they didn't even make half their money back was, op- uh, was on the opening. Was opening um but yeah opening weekend uh so the gross u.s was 24 million eight hundred nineteen thousand nine hundred and thirty six you want to guess worldwide the same, the same number because it didn't have a twenty four million eight hundred nineteen thousand. Uh, clearly, did not have a, a uh, international release. Um, before I move on to the cast, I realized we didn't even talk about who Holland is. I totally skipped over that part. Jesus I'm so Ash. sorry, um, Holland. <laughs> I'm such a dick. I was so excited to uh, talk and be the center of attention. Um, but uh, yeah, Holland, tell people what you do. Hi, I'm Holland. I don't, well, because I don't really do much, like, I do stuff, but it's all behind the scenes, right? So, um, I work as a producer, mostly. I actually recently just started working uh, for a stop motion company here (gasps) in Burbank called Apartment D. Oh, I've never heard of them. Hmm. They're small. I mean, I think they're just a, you know, smaller startup. I work for a lot of uh, production companies that no one's ever heard of that's awesome that do stuff for bigger clients usually yeah i'm very new i literally started this job like two weeks ago and i've never worked in like i always work in live action so this has all been very new to me so it's weird it's like um it almost feels like i'm starting over a little bit you're being quite modest though you you've worked for rocket jump you've you've produced yeah well for listing everything i did yeah so I, (laughs) i used to work for rocket jump uh I well, so Geek and Sundry, which we oh, we weren't recording that. Yeah. So <laughs> I got my start. Um, I used to be a vlogger for Geek and Sundry when I was in college. I interned for them. Once I graduated, I worked for Rocket Jump. After Rocket Jump, I worked for Loot Crate. Um, after Loot Crate, I went to go work for a company called Digo Mine Productions, uh, which is where we did the Disney stuff. Um, so I did Parker Plays, which was like a kids, uh, uh, gaming show on Disney XD. Um, more recently, we, <laughs> I was working on a game show that, oh, cool. <laughs> because of COVID, oh, uh, no yeah. longer. But uh, they did air. They aired our pilot. Oh, that we had shot uh, beforehand for focus testing. Um, so I think that aired back in September. But yeah, I'm no longer doing Disney stuff because all of our Disney stuff is uh, shut down. Not a yeah, you know, yeah, it's a bummer. So now I am now I am foraying into stop motion for the time being, I guess, which is I got a new experience. But I'm I mean I'm just happy to be working. That's awesome. rad, basically. Cool, cool. Yeah. Stop motion's really really fun. I, mm-hmm. 
I hope you have a good time with that. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I think I it's will. a blast. I get it. It's again, it's just, no, it's just learn. It's so weird. It's just learning a whole new language like, and everything way of. Yeah. Yeah, totally. So tell me more about the craft. The craft. The craft. Craft a story about the craft. Mm-hmm. Um, Full so craft. for cast, uh, <laughs> every time we say the word craft, I just think of macaroni and cheese. I and how hungry was thinking I am. of that too, that or food or there's like food services on a production. Oh yeah. Crafty. <laughs> there's a place um, around the corner that I just found out serves a pork belly mac and cheese. Mm-hmm. And I'm going to have wow. to go get it. So for the cast, we have Robin. Tun- Tunny? Is that Tunny. how you guys said it? Tunny? Yes. Uh, yeah, I think it's Tunny. Tunny. And she, we should recognize her because she's Deborah from Empire Records. Oh. Uh, she's, mm. yeah. She's also in the movie The Zodiac. Not the good one, the bad one. <laughs> and um, <laughs> what's the other Zodiac? I don't know. I didn't know I, there was, was a different Zodiac. Yeah, there were like two at the same time, and there was one that like wasn't as good, I guess. Um, and my grandparents she, say that they knew the Zodiac killer, and I don't believe them. Uh, oh, they're like positive. They're like, I. Like I mean, there was someone you can believe socially? something like that. Like they, like they know who it is or something, and they're yeah. like, like, well, not concrete in the court of law. Know I, who it no, is? Like, like, I tell you, Brett Richard always cheated a gin, and I knew it. They yeah, they exactly. know who Take the Zodiac that, killer RJ. is, like Take how that. I saw my neighbors moving a body out of their house at 3 a.m. And it's like, maybe it wasn't not. a body, but it was body shaped in a tarp. And it's just like, oh, you know, yeah. and Sam's just like, it wasn't a body. And I was like, well, 3 a.m. is the time you do it. I don't know. Anyway, just saying, <laughs> maybe we know the Zodiac killer. Maybe my grandparents maybe. are best friends with them. I don't know. Best maybe friends. Maybe you all watched Rear Window a little too much. That's <laughs> <laughs> right. Um, we also have another name that I'm going to butcher, Faruza, Faruza, Faruza Balk, Faruza Balk, yeah, mm-hmm. who uh, is in Almost Famous, American History X, and she's Dorothy in Return to Oz, which is a movie we just we have mm. to do eventually. Uh, she's also Vicky Valancourt in the Adam Sandler classic, The Water Boy. Oh really? really? Oh, <laughs> oh no, I haven't thought about that movie. In at least ten years, <laughs> she she plays like the scary like the scary really well. I feel like because oh, really? this movie and then in American History X, she's his she's when uh, Ed Norton is full on white supremacist. She's his like also full on white supremacist girlfriend. Oh wow, she's like scarier than he is. I feel like in that. Oh wow, Ooh. Ugh, yeah. I haven't watched I haven't... that movie in years either. I don't know if I want to bring it onto the show. No need but. to. Just, just watch the news. You know, here's the thing: is there's oh. a there's a weed shop around the corner that I'm real upset at because I I don't want to find out if they're bad or not because the name of it is Herb Stomp. Oh, and I'm like, I, do you know what you did there? Do you, you know? What I you think they're done? just trying to be trendy. I feel like they don't. I not guess. Really. But Portland's got a lot of Nazis, so it could go either way. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oregon has a lot lords? of Nazis. Don't don't bring poor Portland into Have this. you have you met skinheads? 
I, um, no, I haven't actually. You know, no. okay. Brett, thanks for taking this to a really fucking dark, sad place. Listen, I super. That's what Brett it. is fair, here for. I brought up American history. Yes. <laughs> that's what yeah. Brett's here for. I have anyway, a dark tale really for every single thing. Okay, <sighs> that's, that's what I'm here you for. You do. You do have a dark tale for every single thing. Uh, we also mm-hmm. have Nev Campbell, as you guys mentioned before, who's in like every Scream movie. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. Well, yeah, and taking it to another, yeah, yeah, Uh, and uh, you know, taking it to another dark place, also in House of Cards. So maybe not. Yeah, is she really? I feel like I I haven't seen her in anything. Like I just rewatch all of the '90s movies she's in. Um, But yeah, I didn't even. I had no idea what she was up to recently. Right. That's how I felt about everyone in this movie. Is everyone is like, eh, hasn't really done a lot notable since this movie well everyone in that movie well and then also um you're still naming the cast but rachel what's her name oh Is rachel she, you're looking at the cast list right mm-hmm. now yeah she's the other yeah, yeah. Like, main person in this movie um yep and I-, I mostly see her as like a guest judge on like every drag show oh, oh which really? i think is funny because they're that's like a from fantastic the craft. place to end up <laughs> yeah. yeah that's she's that's always a great. guest judge on drag shows and i think she has like um she has, I want to say she has like a psychic shop in LA where she does. She readings. does. Also the love interest in Half-Baked. Yes. So this is a, Listen, this is a documentary. I have then. these notes, people. <laughs> Sorry. <Hey. laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> uh, Pat, you should Google this uh, Rachel True's, what did you, what was it, Holland? I think it's some sort of psychic shop. Palm reading? But she, yeah. I don't know if she has it currently okay. or used to have it, but. Um, Rachel True Psychic. Psychic shop. Okay, I'm just rich. When you Google, uh, you can keep it to yourself. Oh, well, the first thing that comes up is True Heart Tarot Book. <laughs> Rachel oh, True. Dexet right. and memoir essays you. from a cult fave actress and artist, Rachel True. But as you guys said, uh, half baked. She's also, I guess, a regular or was a regular on the Drew Carey show. Oh, I love she the got Drew her... Carey show. Yeah, Sorry. right? I haven't seen that. I used forever. to watch that all the time as a kid. It's so good. Me too. It's so good. Also, Robin Tony's doing just fine. She was on the that show, The Mentalists, which I think hit syndication. So oh, you're right. Real nice royalties. Oh my right. gosh, you're right. Right. Um, we also have Skeet Ulrich, who's also from Scream. Mm-hmm. I forgot he was in this. Yeah, he's. I, I guess so he's excited. also on Riverdale now. Yeah, he's in Riverdale now, it. which I stopped watching after like the first season. But he's oh. in it. <laughs> I've never seen. It. <laughs> Uh, and then we have Christine Taylor, which I thought was random. Um, she's in, you know, you'll know, you'll recognize her from Dodgeball, Zoolander, The Wedding Singer. You might not recognize oh, yeah. her name, but you'll recognize her face. Mm-hmm. The one who, is she, uh, who's married to Ben Stiller? Not no more. Oh, oh, really? Did they divorce? They split up, I'm pretty sure. Oh, another Google. But yes, go. that's who you're thinking go, go, go. of. Yeah, it yes. was like the one that looks, was in the Brady Bunch movie, and I always just confuse yeah. her with yes. the actual actress for marcia brady mm-hmm. <laughs> right i forgot about that uh we also have brecken meyer which i don't know if you guys probably don't recognize oh, his yeah. name oh yeah of course oh, yeah. i recognize his he was, name he was like he's in josie and the pussycats yeah. and a bunch of other <gasps> that's right movies. he's in um oh yeah what's oh, the yeah. all at the party with jennifer love hewitt uh well well, he was in Can't Hardly Rat Wait. Race. He's in Can't Hardly Wait. Oh, he's in Can't Road Hardly Trip. Wait. Clueless. He's in, um, Clueless. He's in Clueless. Yeah. And then I always put it for Sam. He was in Robot Chicken, of course. Yeah. 
<laughs> Which season? Oh God, I don't know. Okay. It's just a random voice I actor literally... on that show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I just heard his name today. It's really funny because I was listening to another podcast and they were talking about the yeah. And his name came up. It just happened. It was another movie podcast. So that's funny. He's he's like one of the the guys like that you just see his face and he looks so charming and just like a teddy bear. Like his face is just okay. so adorable. Right? I wasn't going to detour us, but it's so funny that you say that because that was the whole. It's okay. This will take me 30 <laughs> seconds. Brett, don't get mad. Okay. So I was listening to. Uh, do you guys know Blank Check with Griffin and David? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. My friend actually okay. uh, works uh, on that podcast. Oh, nice. Oh, oh awesome. cool. My friend Angela, she's like my best friend from college. Oh, oh like awesome. Ange, who's Continue. on the show a bunch and stuff? Yeah, she's like my roommate from college. Oh, awesome. Yeah. Oh, oh very awesome. cool. She's great. Uh, I was listening to their Joker episode because I, I hate that movie. I think it sucks. And I was like, I bet they hate it too. And I want to, I just am in the mood to hear someone just like eviscerate it. And then they went down this whole like Todd Phillips like detour and they just mm. took, did his like, his whole like library. And they talked about Road Trip, which stars Breckin Meyer. And like, he's like the perfect actor for that movie because they're actually really shitty people in Road Trip. He cheats on his girlfriend and then it's all about them going to like get the tape so she doesn't find out. But we're supposed to root for him. And he's the perfect person because he's like, oh, he just looks like a sweet boy. He just looks like a like a sweet, Mm -hmm. charming boy. So we give him a pass. It's like, wait, no, that's really shitty what you're doing actually yeah. it's really it's very bad and you're doing lots of very bad things along the way but we get we like but they're supposed to be the heroes that we root for well it's like the movie the passengers or whatever or what was the one with chris pratt and um they're like oh, in space. oh passenger yeah he's yeah. a fucking psychopath he's a horrible person and the only reason why yeah. we like are okay with it because we're like oh but i love chris pratt have he's you heard great. that did you ever they watch should that have thing? flipped the house yeah yeah <laughs> They what? They should have start. They should, the movie should have started with Jennifer Lawrence waking up and he's already awake and like, yeah, oh, my yeah. pod is open too. And then you learn that he oh, totally. made the conscious decision. And it's more of like a horror thriller thing because mm-hmm. they make the Shining reference. They already make the Shining reference. Mm-hmm. I wonder if I can. So why not? Though. I should. I should. Uh, I'll, I'll make the edit. <laughs> There's one for your edits. Yeah. Um. Well, before we completely dive into the trivia, which I guess the answer is. Probably no for most of you, uh, except for maybe Holland. But I was wondering if anyone else played stiff as a board, light as a feather as a kid. Because that was yeah. totally a thing that of we would course. do at sleepovers. For yeah, sure. 100%. Never like, legit did it, but I'm aware of I it. I feel like it's a girl question. I, well, I don't it know didn't the really. Boys. It's not like it legitimately worked. It's not like you did it. And I've yeah, never, yeah. Been, I've never floating, been light as a but... board. <laughs> I remember my mom kept trying to get us to do play that one time, and I was like, "Enough with the devil!" Uh, we never actually did it. <laughs> I had like a sleepover too. Like we joked about it, and of course, like you quickly, you're like, you say it, and then nothing happens, so then you move on. <laughs> like oh, it was never a big deal. Yeah, that just seems like a, you want to see which one of us we can't lift. Yeah, <laughs> right. Not I was a well. fat child, so it didn't happen often when <laughs> I was at the sleepovers. Uh, so as I already mentioned, Robin Tunney, I feel like I'm Tunney, I I am saying it wrong. Robin Tunney is wearing a wig through this whole movie because she shaved her head for her role in Empire Records, which wrapped a Mm. month before filming this film. I'm sorry. So yeah, so that is a wig the whole time. (laughs) Hopefully it's a good one. We'll see. (laughs) And then similar to what you were saying, Holland, 
But uh, with actress Faruza Balk, she discovered a real magic store called Pan Pipes Magical Marketplace in Hollywood while researching this film. And she eventually bought the store and continued operating it until 2001 when she sold it. Oh. So everybody went from this into actual witchy stuff? Maybe. Yeah. At least two Uh, of them. Definitely, yeah. Um, And, like, first off, I can't believe that this is a store and I haven't been and it's, like, in L.A. because I really want to go to the store now. And in case you're like me and you want to go there, it's been renamed to Pan's Apotheca and it's moved to 4856 Santa Monica Boulevard. Have you been there? Yeah, I know that store. Uh, I don't know if I've been there, but I recognize that store. Yeah, I definitely recognize that name. I've definitely right? passed it. Pat, I will why definitely are you be grimacing visiting over as there? soon as the pandemic. I just over. like apotheca is not a word. Apothecary is a word, and it's just oh, like, I thought you, you were can't... giving me shit for giving no. the address out. It's just like <laughs> I had that thought too. I was like, what are they? Is it's that a like play gothica, on, like... but it's apotheca. Yeah, I just opened up a new restaurant. I'm calling it Pat's Bistro. It's not. It's kind of like a bistro, <laughs> but different. I just decided to change it. It's just arbitrary because apotheca is like port- arbitrary. It doesn't mean like. But it's not a. Was it a portmanteau, Brett? I knew where you were going there. What's it? You tell me. Uh, do you really want to know? Uh, it's. No. It sounds like it's a. It's an erotic apothecary. The apothecary. <laughs> okay, <laughs> that's, that's what it is. Yeah, probably. Cool, man. Like, good, good job. I'm wrong. You're right. You win. Yeah. <laughs> I'm down lawyered. For that. No. Um, yeah. Definitely lawyered. <laughs> I one of the the second fact that I have about this that is amazing is that while researching this I discovered possibly the best article title I've ever read by an article by the UK newspaper The Sun titled Thousands of Witches Nervously Wait to See if Their Binding Spell Cast on Donald Trump Actually Does Spell Disaster at Today's Midterm Elections and this is an excellent title excellent title oh dear when is this article from 2018 unfortunately so it clearly didn't work oh yeah but i love the idea of all these witches gathering together trying to stop donald trump though that is a movie i will watch they should really try again please i I think they have been every so often (laughs) i do see an article about uh witches i love witches and donald trump (laughs) which is against like a witches discord group like i want to i want to lurk in the witches discord group and like See the there curses. probably is i yes. actually have a i have at least one friend um because i was raised a unitarian universalist which is a very hippie uh religion mm. and i have friends that are uh pagan like practicing pagan and super witchy and uh the, the it's you know there is a very it's a very modern um i'm like i'm sure you could find a discord and just hang with witches that sounds no doubt that sounds fun yeah and speaking of witches this is probably the spookiest fact about this film but an official uh website for the film said that the crew had to return to the location a second time to complete filming that was interrupted by several weird occurrences that caused witch consultant pat devon to raise an eyebrow as the fog rolled out rolled in at midnight the four actresses used actual wiccan rites and language to invoke powerful forces then 
as the character Nancy attempts to invoke the deity Manon, a flock of bats hover over the set and the tide rose dramatically, extinguishing the circle of candles. Witchcraft consultant Devin recalls that Manon, a fictitious creature for the film, sounds very close to Mananen, which is the Gaelic god of the sea. Luckily, we weren't all swept to sea, she said. <laughs> Director Andrew Fleming is quoted every time the girls started the ceremony, and only when they would start the ceremony, the waves would start coming up tremendously fast, pounding heavy. Then, right when Nancy says her line, man and fill me, right at that exact moment, we lost power. It was all very strange. Maybe don't invoke the right of the Gaelic god of the right. sea, like when you're standing Maybe. in the ocean. It's a very interesting Maybe don't use anecdote. real Wiccan language. Yeah. I kind of like is an antidote. the thought of having a business card that lists my profession as witch consultant. Yeah. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, but also, the tides and their times are inherently knowable information, and they might have just done a big old goof and filmed at the wrong time. This is true. This is what this sounds Absolutely. like. <laughs> like, let's not drown our actors. That would get really confusing if you had like a team of consultants, and then they're trying to find get the witch consultant, witch consultant, witch consultant. <laughs> the witch consultant. This is like a who's yeah, on witch first. Consultant. Yeah, I love it. Which and then also, are consult? you consulting? I know in the context of the movie, the witch consultant was consulting the film on how to do witch stuff. But it's like, are you, if a witch consultant is also someone who maybe helps aspiring witches be better witches? Mm. Like the Princess <laughs> like Academy, life but for wolves. Yeah, like a- witches. Well, <laughs> like um, if someone's profession is a, a, is a management consultant, they're helping companies manage better. So they're not like, so if I'm a witch consultant, you're like, this fucking potion is just not. Call the consultant. Call the witch consultant. You know what this sounds Mm -hmm. like right now? This sounds like a short film that you need to write. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, and then they can't work 24-7, so you need two witch consultants. And if they're actual witches, then you need to know which witch witch consultant. Which witch is which? Which witch is which? Which witch is which? No, it's like which witch witch is which was definitely a children's book that I had. Was it really? Yes. Oh, man. I remember that title. I don't know who wrote it. Oh, like the grammar, which which is okay. I get it. I get it. But it was about witches. And then uh, my final interesting fact is that uh, just like Sam, you mentioned Charmed. So the director of this film, Andrew Fleming, claims the show Charm Charmed ripped off a pilot he wrote to adapt this film as a TV series. Both Fox and the WB were interested. But it was not picked up. The next year, Charmed premiered. And the coincidences mm. go even further where this film features the cover of the Smith song, How Soon Is Now, which is also the same song used for the opening the credits of Charmed. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Did the coincidences go even further to where a court of law found them guilty of stealing the show? <laughs> or is this just hearsay? <laughs> And that's, it's, that's it's, you know where they stop. It's very hard for the court of law to prove that. This is very true. hard. But we've had a what well, we've done this a couple of times where people have sued over uh, stolen manuscripts. Mm-hmm. I can't remember what you the last can one sue. was. It doesn't mean you'll win. I think it was the Matrix. Wasn't well, there's it? the uh, there's the Toy Soldiers movie where um, the person won. Actually, I believe. The, the small soldiers? The one where like small. the little action figures come to life? Yeah, yeah, that one. Uh, mm-hmm. 
That was a weird that. movie. I still remember the Burger King yeah. tie-in when they had There's the rodeo a- burger, which is a burger with onion rings <gasps> and barbecue sauce. I love and there the was the burger. general toy on the stand doing a Jack Nicholson fugued men impression, saying, "You can't handle the rodeo burger." I don't know why the <laughs> fuck that's in my brain. Wow, that was a deep cut. <laughs> that's okay. Everybody's got a couple commercials. I want the burger. I'm still talking about the uh, eat like a snake. <sighs> Eat like a snake. Here's what? The one, the what is that? Unhinge your jaw, and then he like eats it's, the whole burger like a snake. It's a terrifying oh, burger snake commercial. Remember that? Yeah. Speaking <laughs> of snake snakes, there's three thousand snakes in this movie. Cool. Three thousand snakes. Three thousand over three thousand. Real mm. snakes. Yes. Pythons, boas, water snakes, garter snakes, rat snakes, and a ten foot Amazon constructor. Dang, think about... Constructor, constrictor. (laughs) (laughs) He builds stuff. (laughs) That's more. Snakes on a plane only used 450 live snakes. Wow. Well, yeah, that was definitely That's not surprising. That was Yeah, I was curious. If you've seen the film, it's very, very clearly CG. I'm I'm surprised there were any real snakes, actually. Yeah, right? (laughs) Yeah, this place still wins. Indiana Jones used 2,000 real snakes. Wow. Wow. I was going to ask. so many fucking snakes. I do not want to be the snake wrangler on a Th- film. So, this ever. movie that we're going to watch has 3,000 real live snakes in it. At yes. One Over 3,000. In one fucking scene. Christ. In it, one, one scene? scene. Well, yeah. Why would, you, why would you have 3,000? <laughs> why would you spread them out? <laughs> like, reuse the snakes. <laughs> it's like an Easter egg. You just are looking for them in the <laughs> background. For the snake shots. Uh, I mean, if each uh, snake has you got to ration your snakes, baby. Yeah, <laughs> you can't blow your whole snake budget in one take. Come yeah. on, there's a snake in I mean, every shot. Can you find what? It? What if they need different types of snakes? You know, like desert snakes are very different from jungle snakes, and they're very different from water snakes. Nobody would know. I would know, except except if the snakes were all drowned because they weren't water snakes. Oh but yeah, like, that's a, mm. you know that would be sad. But like the rest of the time, oh my god, they just throw them in the water and they just all die. No, this isn't. Uh, fucking, what is it, Milo and whatever? Oh, don't. Oh, Milo and Otis. Fucking Teresa, yeah. this. this. Come on, Brett. It's not Milo. That was keep the your worst. Sad shit away. Learning they that was the worst because he, okay, I remember watching that movie as a child and then learning uh-huh. that as an adult was like horrifying. Yep. Yeah. 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 It is. It's terrifying because yeah. I bought it for like $5 at Target in college. And then I was watching it. I was like, I can't wait to see how bad the CG is. <laughs> and then I watched it. I was like, that was a real it's fucking like kitten 70s, going yeah. off a cliff. Oh, my God. Yeah. And then I threw it away. They like, made that. a behind the scenes <laughs> showing that? No. <laughs> Why would you incriminate no. yourself? They did oh. it. The movie itself. Oh. They basically just gotcha. admitted that in the movie they used multiple animals. Because uh, they yeah. were just real stunts. But they did have a behind the Ugh. scenes of the Lemmings thing. Disney? Well, I mean, there's like footage of the, yeah. the, the wider yeah. shot. Yeah, it's Disney oh, is yeah, smart about is. that. Mm-hmm. All right, Why? thanks, I also Brett, just for this watched... aside. <laughs> it's, it's, I... it's okay. It's like the balance of nature, the balance of the podcast. Ash and Sam deliver witty yet insightful, nuanced assessments of the films we watch. I'm a fucking clown and a buffoon. <laughs> There's nothing about you to say, but I make people laugh. No, you bring us uh, a big ass spider songs. So. <laughs> <laughs> you and, bring so much, Pat. I'm an Don't erector. talk you're down on yourself, rat kid. Now you're messing with the big ass spider. It's We've been dancing so to it for good. like days now. Oh. 
<laughs> I just love that we had the other I'll discussion that was able to supply okay. the the Blink One Eighty Two discussion that was able to supply the uh, the other part of that. That's amazing. Yeah. That. I, t- I turned Pat's uh, freestyle rap into a real rap last episode. Yes, it was great. Well, I was going to bring it down even more and mention that I just watched Friday the 13th where they kill a real snake on screen. Like, mm-hmm. you see it. And mm-hmm. it's sad. rude. Aw. Yeah. Poor snake. It is Cat. rude. Poor snake. I was like, you, you can't tell me this is a fake. Yeah, should we watch this movie? Yeah, let's, let's get <laughs> off of the animal murder, please. Well, so, okay, Pat's seen it. I know mm-hmm. Brett and Sam, you said you haven't. I haven't actually seen it. But Holland, you've seen it, right? I've seen it, but it's definitely been a few years. Like, I can't think of the last time I've seen it. And I've actually been, because okay. um, usually every year I rewatch um, Scream and I just rewatched all the Final Destination movies and I watched Ooh. The Faculty. I've been watching a lot of like 90s nice. like, horror and cult stuff from that era. Um, mm-hmm. But then I was, and it was weird because you messaged me and I was like, I actually haven't watched The Craft in like, I don't know, maybe since high school. I really don't know how long it's been. So. Oh, wow. Do you remember yeah. liking it? I, I mean, I like it. I I think just that um, those like cult 90s movies, I think I just love all of them by default. Yeah. But it's I do like remember part of your identity. Them. It really is. But again, it's, it's. <laughs> It's been a while since I have um, watched it. Do you think it'll hold up or do you think it's going to be horribly 90s in some ways? I think it'll hold up. I think a lot. I don't know. Again, in in my opinion, a lot of that stuff holds up because I think it's like a combination of things. It's usually like the cast. Like I honestly, I didn't remember that Ski Ulrich or Breckenmeyer were in this. And that excites me. Mm. Um, The music is always usually great. Because it's usually like a time capsule of like oh totally in this case 1996 and then you brought up the housing is now cover which I forgot is in this movie because I just think of it as the charmed theme song right um, which is funny <laughs> um but yeah I don't know I I remember liking it but I also can't remember there are very few things that I actually remember about that movie uh oh if we're gonna be honest. <laughs> So hopefully, hopefully you'll still like it. I think it'll all come rushing back, though. I think it's one of those movies that, like, when I'm seeing it, I'll be like, oh, yeah, this scene. Right. Like, 10 seconds before it happens. Yeah. Yeah. Pat, you've seen it. What are your predictions, thoughts? It's been a long time. I think I was a teenager last time I saw it. Um, I think it's going to be fine. Um, Like, I don't think it's going to be bad. I don't think it... um, I think there are going to be a couple parts where it's nineties will, sh- will show. Mm. <laughs> um, your nineties are showing. Your nineties are showing. Yeah, <laughs> that's an excellent. T-shirt, uh, I you. mean, if you want me <laughs> yeah. to say the, the, it's like I think it will technically be a net positive experience. Te- you know, it'll technically fall on that side a couple points. I think it's going to be okay. I think it, I, I think I'll overall enjoy my time watching it. I think it's going to be a fun throwback to. Um, you know, a different era and a time. And also, you know, in the mood, right? Because right. Halloween. Yeah. We're watching Haunting of Bly Manor currently. And that, oh, is that Halloween. good? Uh, that it's yet. it's like, yeah, it's like real slow burn. We're pretty early into it. Very slow burn. But there's a few moments that are very spooky. 
<laughs> okay. Because I watched the trailer and I was like, this looks like garbage, but everyone's watching it and talking about uh, it on Twitter. And I so I loved Hill House, so I want to at least give it a chance. Okay. I'll, I'll try to check it out. Uh, Sam, you haven't um, seen this movie? I have not seen it. I know very little about it. Um, but I love all Halloween movies. So I'm really. All Halloween movies? Well, all mm. non. <laughs> You've made a big statement. I'm going to clarify. <laughs> Hold your butts. Uh, all non scary Halloween movies. Oh. So. So that's yeah. not. That's yeah, Sam loves all Halloween children. <laughs> like movies. six movies. Children. Yeah, I it's know. Like, it's like so, kids, no, hocus if focus. they're not kids. It's like, yep. Yes. There hocus are more, focus. There are more than one. Halloween Town. Halloween Town is is sad. So the Disney ones. So yeah. Yeah. Um, no, but the like Disney made ones. Like Sleepy Hollow, and then like Brown oh, Stroker's yes. Dracula Labyrinth. You know anything I kind of like in that, that like? Spooky. Is Labyrinth a Halloween movie? Ooh, not officially. I have. But I like it. No. Because this is going to be coming out still within the season, right? The Hall- yeah. 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 Okay. That's why we're doing this. A recommendation this. <laughs> for Sam is 100% Sam and anyone else listening. Because it's, and maybe I'm, maybe I'm telling you something like, yeah, I've watched it two times. Shut up, Pat. You're like way late. Because I think it's like five years old or something. But I just discovered and finished. It's only a one mini series, one 10 episode, only like 15 minute episodes each of Over the Garden Wall. Oh, oh yeah. Amazon. That looks amazing. such a good show. Okay, so I know I'm late to the party, on that. <laughs> yes, it. but it was so beautiful, and I really enjoyed it. And it's I wanted, gorgeous. Like, yeah, I'm, yeah. Oh, I, like, I haven't seen it. Until, like, all, to oh, you have to watch Jesus. it. I yeah, it's I just, so like, good. Didn't it's, it's been beautiful. Five years. It's delightful. It's a movie length because it's is only it on 10, Netflix? Like, uh, Hulu or HBO Max, I think. Okay, cool. We'll add it to the list of a bazillion very things ho- I very need Halloween to watch. Vibey. Oh, cool! It's really great. Yeah, I'm just checking uh, it out. So, what is your prediction, so, Sam? Um, I'm expecting it to kind of fall in the realm of practical magic, um, but hopefully have a l- take itself maybe a little bit more seriously. I'm hoping. Um, so yeah, I'm very excited. I I love Halloween and this fall time. It's my favorite time of year, and I love watching movies that feel cozy. And I hope it will feel cozy with like a touch of spooky, but not real spook. Right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I feel like we should do practical magic and have Maddie back on for it. And I don't know why. I just feel like he'd have a lot to say about that movie. <laughs> <laughs> there is a lot to say about practical magic. <laughs> I don't practical remember much great. about it. Practical magic yeah, I remember is definitely more rom-commy. Yeah. 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 It's like the craft yeah. is not. Excellent. Not rom com. Mm-hmm. A rom com. <laughs> it's more. Serious. How about you, Brett? Who wrote this movie? Do you have the IMDb? I out? told you. We I already forget. discussed Sildari. this. I thought you just said who, who directed MacGyver. Oh no, no you said I said they both. Yeah, because he wrote for MacGyver in 1988. Yep. That's right. All right. He has I'll, done only other bad, well, I won't say bad. I have not seen them. He has done other B-horror movies you have never heard of. That's what I will say. That's all he's done. Because I wonder, this movie doesn't sound like it's got too much problematic stuff in it. But the there's always that, like, a movie that sounds like it's written about women, 
but by a mm-hmm. dude. And uh, yeah, <laughs> uh, and I just kind of wonder, well, like yes. the last few of those we've come across have been like, oh boy, uh, this is not this is not great. Uh, but this being magic and oh, he wrote about flatliners. Witches. Oh, flatliners? right, hmm. he did that one too. Mm-hmm. I haven't seen that one either. Sorry. Man, I, this is this whole this whole pre-show has been a list of names and movies that I haven't seen. I've never felt but more out know. of the loop on this podcast than than the cast and <laughs> the the outside really? world connections of this. Yeah, this so is interesting because like I feel so in tune. <laughs> yeah, this is like uh, uh, I'm always talking about the the generation gap or whatever. This is I missed everything about this. This is just totally new for me. Uh, but wow. I do enjoy witch content, so uh, I anticipate that I'm going to but like witch content. God, <laughs> <laughs> canceled. Um, I'm happy. And yeah, as long as uh, they stick to witching and not to to. Bitchin'? Bitchin'. Not bitchin'. <laughs> or no, that's not that's what I was sure. going to say, although it did cross my what about mind. the kitchen? Because all things that rhyme. Oh, no, that would be bad. Let's not have nope. that be the thing. But see, but that's the thing I'm worried about, is stick to witchin' and yeah. not to some guy riding them into the kitchen. There you go. Uh, that's what <laughs> yeah. I'm concerned about. Uh, but I, yeah, H- high hopes. High hopes for this would one. Would you say you're... Your critic sense is itching. Good <laughs> God. We should just leave now. This is just, Fred just cuts the rest of the podcast. The it's pun just, cast. There's no more podcast. No more. Oh, uh, is that just, someone Brett, taking I think that? I is think that a thing? No, I think he's cranky. His blood sugar is low. Brett, <laughs> get a snack from the kitchen. Oh, the pun cast no. is already taken. <laughs> no, it has four followers on Twitter. <sighs> Nobody needs a podcast uh, about puns. <laughs> Nobody. No. Uh, All right. Did um, everybody say a thing? I feel like Ashley didn't really. I didn't say my thing. Yeah. So, I mean, I definitely knew about this movie. I definitely knew about the stiff as a board, light as a feather. But I've weirdly never seen it, uh, which I feel like this totally would have been a movie I would have seen. Um, And it's a movie that people have brought up, I feel like multiple times on this podcast that they've been like oh you guys should do this one you'd like it so i'm excited i <laughs> hope that i'll like it <laughs> my cat just listener. walked across the laptop and Sam's cat <laughs> don't do it again showed us its butthole <laughs> right across the camera while i was talking was very great. sorry pod cat making herself she known is again. a black cat <laughs> She's black and orange. She is a black cat. That's the scariest thing that's <laughs> ever happened on the cat. show. <laughs> oh. oh, great. Now the cat and dog anyway. are going to fight. Quick, say your thing before mayhem Oh, Oh, uh, so I'm excited. I, I'm coming at it with positive intent, but I'm also apprehensive because I did, did the research and I have seen the percentage. <laughs> so. Oh, no. Um. Yeah, so I'm hesitant, but I'm I'm hoping that it's it's fun. Um, I just watched, like I said, Friday the Thirteenth, which, as I I live tweeted it on Twitter, and as I said on Twitter, is that a good movie? No. Does it have a great plot? Absolutely not. Is there good acting? <laughs> not at all. But is it fun? Yes. And that's what I'm hoping this will be. Is it will just be fun, Excellent. and it doesn't matter if it's a good plot or not. It'll just be fun. 
<laughs> yeah. If it embodies the soul of the season, like a pumpkin spice latte, the then I'll the be season. happy. This feels like it's very pumpkin spice latte, the what? movie. <laughs> plot, plot or not. Oh, God. No, I'm going to do that one. Okay. All right. Well, <laughs> with that, we're going to pause the recording right. and go and watch The Craft. Uh, and we will okay. return with our opinions. Hey, Brett, are you upset about all the wordplay because your eyes twitching? Nope. Get out of here. Yo, we've got a sponsor this week. That's right, we're being sponsored by The Hunted Encore, an action comedy rock musical mockumentary web series about New York City vampire slayers. Winners of more than 70 awards at over 50 festivals worldwide, The Hunted Encore ranked number four in the USA and number 27 worldwide in the 2018 Web Series World Cup. The cast and creative team features alums of Broadway shows such as Hamilton, The Great Comet of 1812, Dear Evan Hansen, and Town. Television shows such as Empire, Ray Donovan, and The Affair. Films such as Star Wars, The Force Awakens, and Hook. And radio programs like This American Life. The New York Times says, There will be fangs, fistfights, and bite-me jokes, all set to guitar-driven musical numbers that will sound just like heaven to fans of 1980s straight-to-VHS action films. Literally, what more could you want? There are two seasons available now on the Fantasy Network. The total runtime is around 90 minutes, so it's a great addition to your Halloween viewing list. Find all the viewing links at thehuntedencore.com. That'll be in the description for the show. Let's rewatch, fans. Hey, that's you can receive 20% off any Charging Moose Media soundtracks or albums at chargingmoosemedia.bandcamp.com by using the code REWATCH at checkout. Be sure to drop them a line on Twitter at chargingmooseny or by using the hashtag, hashtag herecomethevampires, and let them know Let's Rewatch sent you. Right now, Brett is like, Pat's Wagon is one I really regret hitching. What's the what's the song? All the stuff that's been recorded is it, Brett's ditching. It's the season of the witch. Is that good? <laughs> uh, Does yeah. that work? Yeah. <laughs> I mean. I don't know any other song. There's Burn the it. Portishead song. Yeah. Woman. Something. I don't know yeah, all the words. <laughs> a woman. Yeah, it's like Glory Box. Yeah. It was weird because Glory Box wasn't in the credits. But it sounded like Glory Box. Oh. So I was like, is it just a different Portishead so- song that sounds exactly the same? And it was like a different version of the song than I've ever heard, too. I was like, I yeah. know the song, but this sounds weird. Yeah. So I'm weird. wondering, because there is a Portishead song in the credits, but I only really know Glor- yeah. uh, Glory Box. So then I was like, maybe all Portishead just sounds exactly like Glory <laughs> it sounds, Box. It does <laughs> all <laughs> sound the same. Are we talking about the opening or the end no, it was, no, it was running from the rapey yeah, guy. Yeah. I oh. can confirm that it was Portishead because I was watching the movie with subtitles on because Bryce was cooking dinner and I can never hear our TV when he's cooking dinner because yeah, it's yeah. in the, like the same room. And so uh, I had the subtitles on and it did say Portishead, but it didn't. I don't remember the name of the song, but well, that was a very effective was. soundtrack choice, though. Oh, yeah. 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 Oh, the soundtrack. Bryce was like cooking dinner and he was like, was this movie made in the 90s? And I was like, yes. <laughs> well, yeah. man, that the opening credits, though, were. Oh, yeah. That was an they, interesting choice. What did you, the you say in the first half? With that weird font. Uh-huh. Your 90s is showing. 
It's very yeah. nice. Yeah. Show. Yes. <laughs> it's like basically papyrus. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It I don't want to be mean out the gate. You guys know I don't like it. It well, it reminds mean, me of Buffy, which like, like I don't know how you feel about Buffy, but that's but, like the vibes it gives me and I that like warms my heart. Oh, so. I can see that. Yeah. No, just I just felt like the clouds and the the way the credits the opening credits looked very like amateur hour. Like yeah. something oh, yeah. a kid in like a student film is what it reminded me of. Really? Yeah. I will say it's, students in 1996 could not afford the helicopter to get those shots packed. No, I know, I know. But no, it's totally like the B-team shots. Like, we need an opening thing. Yeah. And like, mm-hmm. oh, the director's gone. Like, uh, yeah. It's basically yeah. just all camera. stock footage. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. It looks yeah. like stock like, footage for yeah. sure. For sure. I will agree with you, Pat, that 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 particular part in the film wasn't the best. But like some of the visual effects in this film are shockingly good. They were so good. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. This is one of those magical movies where I feel like like their visual effects were just right. And they had that low budget because if they had had any more of a budget. You know they would have spent it on effects and freaking ruined it. But the things yeah, they could do for totally. low budget were perfect for the tone of the movie. Oh, and it worked so you, well. You mean magical in like an abstract sense of like the fact that it came together that well was yes. magical. Because there literally was <laughs> not, magic not, in the movie also. Sorry, <laughs> I was not, not making a play on the plot of them being witches doing magic. I'm talking about like they hit that. Sorry, dogs. All right, that's enough. Cherub, go to bed. Hamlet, lay down. I was going to say that my memory of recording this podcast last time was Cherub. And (laughs) I remember at the time he was training to be like, what is the word for that? Like a service dog. dog. Guide dog. And that she failed. Or she flunked. Mm -hmm. So you got to keep her. Um, And I'm just, that dog is magical. That is the cutest dog. So I'm so happy. (laughs) She's right over We have another one. They let us try again, whether that was wise or not. So now we've got two. Yeah, I remember when you came on for uh, Independence Day, right? Uh huh. Yeah, yeah. It was like, yeah, this is unusual because we're recording at like eight a.m. and it was so, so early. You, yeah, and you were like, as long as there's dogs. Yeah, I think it had to. Why be were early. you recording so early? I think Nick. Oh, you're we were doing we were doing the double days. No, Nick uh, was in Italy. Oh, was oh that's right. He yeah. was in Italy. He was. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. 8 a.m. is not early, okay? <laughs> no, it was actually, I think it was like 6 a.m. Uh, yeah, like 80, I definitely got is like super early. Yeah, 8 a.m. is my 8 a.m. I've been up for two hours. <laughs> yeah, at your 8 a.m. I've been up for like five hours. <laughs> <laughs> You know, we um, don't officially man. have kids yet. Let us enjoy this, Pat. <laughs> no, I know. Yes. Good luck. Well, you just got the one that you guys can trade off now uh, when you have the one. Um, also, I'm going to get one other thing. I thought it was a really interesting choice that they cast an actor to play um, Sarah's stepmom for the one scene on the airplane sitting next to her and her dad. And then we never see her again. She, she was in the pink house in the house. Yeah. No, the picture was the, the picture is her is other her mom. Oh, you mean the stepmom? Stepmom, oh, her, right. her dad's wife. Yeah. They yeah. cast an they cast an actor to play her on the plane in the opening credits. 
Yeah. No but line, she's, just in, sitting she's there. in the house when they first get there. <laughs> you yeah. never see her again. I yeah. bet she had like know, a ton of lines and they well, just cut I, all out. It's possible oh, that oh, they shot no. all of it. But I like, I yeah. personally appreciate, because th- that was something I was thinking of where it's like, you know, they have the parents, but they're not in the movie. I was thinking about that mostly with like Ski Orc's character and like the male characters where it's like, they've obviously cast these people to be in this movie, but they're really not a huge part of the plot. Like they're a motivating mm-hmm. force, but they're not really in it. And I appreciate that actually, because it really is about like, those four girls and for most mm-hmm. of the movie it's yeah. just them yeah but totally brett touched on something i think there were a lot of scenes shot that did not that landed on the cutting room floor because there's stuff they allude to that feels like uh like towards the end when she says to nan campbell like what you used to be so nice i'm like mm-hmm. i haven't seen her do it she's just being more confident she like cat called the one guy but other than that, unless her I missed it, I didn't see it. Her personality completely changes. It does. Yeah. She's more confident, but I don't see her being outright mean. When at the point when well, Sarah calls her out, she doesn't say that she's mean. She says she's become narcissistic. She yeah. said you I, used to be so yeah, nice. She said you used to be so nice. Which the implication like, is she, you're but not in the, nice because in now, the beginning of the movie, mean. she's the one that's like, "Oh, let her sit." With, like she's like, "Oh, I saw this girl in class." And yeah, she yeah no, no, I, I, I agree with you. She's the nice one. I'm saying I agree. She was nice. She was a little confident towards the end. But I'm saying I didn't really see any scenes that would warrant that reaction from Sarah mm-hmm. towards her. And that's what I'm saying. I don't know. I Sarah's think I specific. get it though, because like she's just. She's just, you know, she, it's the evolution of it happening. Like it gets to that point, right? Where they confront her in the bathroom. And then this girl who was the nice one, she's like, she, I can't remember what she, she has some sort of quip before they go out the door that I was like, whoa, ice cold. Like she's really, what the, how are you sleeping? You know, like it's how are you sleeping? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause I think, I think also that was an implication that they were fucking with her dreams. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, I would argue that she got nicer as the film went on. She told that guy he had a nice butt. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, Pat, I I wouldn't be surprised, especially knowing the running length is only an hour and 40, that they cut some stuff. So it's possible. I think I think that's totally possible. But I I don't know. I still think the point gets across. Oh, yeah. It totally gets across. I think Nev Campbell. It does. I'm just it. For some I reason, think you're trying to add to too much logic to teenage girl dialogue. Like it just what she said is totally what a teenage girl would say yeah. to another teenage girl. Like this film, I think like at the beginning I said, oh, you know, it probably won't have the best plot, but whatever, it'll be fun. I'm shocked at how yeah. well this movie encapsulates what it's like to be a teenage girl yeah. and just how fucking mean they can be to each other. So yeah. mean. I felt the same way because I remember Brett was like, oh, I wonder how this is going to be because like a dude is writing about, about a bunch of teenage girls. And I was mm. like, oh, that's true. Like maybe this is not going to age well. Uh, but it, I don't know. It totally works. I think it's a really accurate portrayal. Of- totally. Uh, I'm I think shocked. It was just very well done. They're they're. Be- their dialogue and like the first third of the movie definitely felt super forced. So like between Sarah and the jock guy, when it was like weirdly oh, ADR, right. I was like, mm, "This feels like it's written by an adult." I was like, "Uh," but then it totally like 
like picked itself up and got way better. So I was like, okay, cool. I'm glad we're over that. <laughs> I love that you mentioned the ADR because yes. Yes, I was thinking you. the same thing because I started it and I was like, oh, this is so weird. And then I was like, <laughs> so okay, bad. they definitely like re-scripted this first scene. I missed it because I was reading the subtitles. When did it happen? Oh. <laughs> it's just, it was they're clearly really like trying to set up a pro- the prologue. Which, I mean, you have to do, but it's, like, her first conversation with him, uh, you can tell it's ADR. Oh, at the table at lunch? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, when she's first meeting him, yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Mm -hmm. It's probably ADR because, like, look at all the fucking people in the background. There's no way they got clean sound. Yeah. Yeah. I just kind of got the impression that I think she was talking too softly because there's no way you'd get that kind of clarity. Even with, like, a boom overhead, she's just like... I'm talking very softly. And and you could see it on the way her lips move too. Like her lips move more like a whisper, you know? And it's like uh, (laughs) weird for this very clear, loud voice that I'm hearing. Um, But Ash, you mentioned Uh, the plot. I'm freaking floored with how beautifully succinct and self-contained this plot is. Like, Mm -hmm. damn. And all of the issues it hits on is like, Uh, wow. And like it's shocking. Like, Pat always talks about how like the best villains are the villains that you can like relate to. Holy totally. shit. Yeah, this poor girl is mm-hmm. like grown up with an abusive stepdad who like beats her mom. Like she's has to be the adult and like yeah, you can totally yeah. see how having power would make her feel safe from all the people that had hurt her her whole life. And then it just got a little too, like, out of hand. She definitely started in the right place. Really yeah, well done. Totally. I'm, yeah. I'm, I am actually so surprised because <laughs> I thought it would be, like, kind of a trash throwaway, you know, plot. Like, oh, fun, cute. Mm-hmm. But, like, no, actually, there's I was, a lot there. Yeah, I think I was nervous because I, I think it was Pat brought up like how it was like oh the good witch and the bad witch and i was like oh no like that's not i was like that's not <laughs> a thing that you know from the beginning i was I've like they're all friends so many times in the first half of this podcast it's okay. I was like, i'm just not gonna say anything i'm but, okay being yeah. wrong no i mean and, i'll admit i'm wrong what i'm saying is i'm admit, i'm okay admitting well it's like that's wrong. what happens yeah. but not until like the last 30 minutes <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. But they did a really good job of not uh, giving it away too soon because mm-hmm. I was pretty surprised that that's, you know, where they went. You'd expect it to be like, oh, the weird zombie of the boyfriend dude that they killed or like something weird mm-hmm. or like the universe is going to implode because they abused their power or something. But the fact that it's like one of them, it yeah, it was really well done and like. She's a little weird, but then you don't know, like, if that's just weird teenage or if that's her just being protective because she's been so, like, misunderstood her whole life. And hurt. Yeah. Yeah. But they did a great, they did a great job of, like, just walking that line so delicately. I watched the trailer for the uh, the second, the new one that's coming out, and I really wish I hadn't because it kind of alluded to that chick becoming evil. And so uh, I was like, I kind of went in with that expectation and knew it was going to happen. But they still did oh. such a great job because even at her turning point, I was like, I totally understand and relate to you. You know, like I get where you're coming from and you just got carried away and out of control. And it's like, 
the dude she murders, it's like, you know, he was a dick and did try to rape her. And a rapist. But yeah. like, well, yeah. Yeah. But the thing I was going to so say. So you could argue that, that was the magic. <laughs> well, but I think in rewatching this, I realize um, what happens from the beginning is they're setting it up from the beginning where it's like, even though this guy's a total dick, um, they set up the fact that even though like Faruka Bolt's character fucking hates him, but it's because obviously he slept with her and then never talked to her again. So it's like they set that mm-hmm. up from the beginning that she's jealous you yeah. know what i mean and it's like mm-hmm. and it happens it's like a guy could be the biggest asshole but like i don't know there's nothing worse than someone like showing interest in you and then being like oh just kidding i wanted to sleep with you and now i'm never going to talk to you again so it's like mm-hmm. yeah they do set that up from the beginning so like as much mm-hmm. as this guy sucks i think that's such a huge underlying factor mm-hmm. in totally. their friendship because he's she's immediately like kind of jealous of her because she's like well, oh well yeah he likes you now this guy's an asshole and here's why yeah it's a bit like um you know in mean girls where yes. regina george yes. used to be friends with oh i'm forgetting the character's name but the goth chick and so like oh, janice. Yeah. Character. janice yeah yeah janice, and that's why yeah. she befriends sadie is that her name um, uh that- i think so let's see yeah i can't remember Lindsay lohan's character, character? And that's oh, why she befriends her. Caddy, yes, thank you. Caddy. Um, because she wants to get back at Regina for like being a dick to her in elementary school, right. you know? Which is an understandable motivation, but it's like it's just so interesting to watch these characters like self-sabotage what could have been a really good, healthy thing because of their own like pain and suffering. Yeah, and they played yeah. they played up the whole like growing jealousy thing pretty well too. Uh there was that one scene like after they the the magic worked for the first time where they're all like sitting out on the lawn and they're like you know what's wrong with her and they're like oh her magic didn't work but also it was like the three of them were talking and she was in the background like not yeah. a part of it she's like uh yeah but line well, is so and they're good talking about the boy right that well the boy no is- the line the line is when uh rochelle's like she doesn't want to be white trash or something and i was right. like i told her she's white and it's just like <laughs> really funny <laughs> yeah that cracks me up because it's so high school like she's just trivializing her friends like pain but in like a very true and honest way (laughs) like Mm -hmm. not very kind that was very the kind that only high school kids can (laughs) yeah totally (laughs) it's also it's like i think i think they uh i'm sorry i'm gonna i'm talking so much uh no you're not i really like they i didn't i forgot how well they handled like uh racism in this movie i know like yeah i forgot at first i was like taylor's uh character is just (laughs) terrible i forgot how blatant it was how like how like she was just like I was like, holy shit, I forgot that, like, that word, and, like, she was just straight up about it. Uh, yeah. 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 Was- but it is kind of funny, because yeah. she's just like, oh, she doesn't want to be white trash. And I'm like, yeah, like, you don't really have sympathy for that situation, because you literally have someone, uh, like, being overtly racist to you because you're black. Yeah. So. Throwing slurs <laughs> like, at yeah. you. Yeah. Um, the one thing is, I know that they're trying to show, like, they had the kind of the thing of people going too far with stuff, and, like... Except in in with Rochelle's case with um it, was it Laura or Lori was the racist girl's name Christine oh, right. like, they totally like, do 
Like they felt, but I'm saying they, they like, like they had that, that moment where she felt like she was going too far, but I'm like, no, still fuck her forever. Let all her hair fall out. Like fuck racism. <laughs> like, no, yeah. she's a terrible person. <laughs> she like, totally deserves that. Totally. Like fuck her. I don't feel bad about that at all. Like did Skeet Ulrich deserve to get murdered? Maybe not, but uh, I don't know. But like, fuck that racist forever. Yeah, <laughs> I guess he did try to commit. A, a it's hard because you're a dude. I feel like that's like a very different viewpoint coming into this, where it's like, mm-hmm. yeah, I mean, the worst thing that Skeet Ulrich does is tries to rape her, which technically, yes, no, no, that's why under he's under, he's back. under yeah, like a spell when it happened. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's under the spell. But um, yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, no one deserves to die, right? But yeah, I think this movie also does a really good job of handling the situation where it's like you wish ill on someone. Right. And then it's like something mm-hmm. really bad actually happens. And then you're just like, Oh wait, just kidding. Like mm-hmm. I didn't want this yeah. to happen to this person. And like the stuff yeah. with um Christine Taylor's character seems really superficial, but to a high school girl oh, who is God. like the most popular girl in school, yeah. like yeah. losing your hair and having sores on your head is like, worse than dying so yeah and you even see kind of like the fallout of her losing her hair at the party when she comes up to rochelle it's rochelle right um and Mm -hmm. she's like hi you know like like i need a friend like she lost her hair on the surface but you can tell the way they wrote it subtly she lost everything. She lost all her friends. Mm-hmm. She lost her support system. She lost her confidence. So, yeah. And then she's just like, yeah, hi. <laughs> yeah, and then totally ignored. She's exactly what she deserves. But it's really interesting and, like, really well done because they don't beat you over the head with it, you know? Which is yeah. something, like, girls notice these subtleties, you know? They notice mm-hmm. the difference between hi and hey hi you know like and they don't have to be like yeah oh all of my friends abandoned me and i don't have any friends now will you be my friend like well, they didn't have to spell it out and also a little credit to uh the how they wrote that scene too because i've we've had too many movies on this show where it's just like they would go out of their way to spell it out for you like oh no no mm-hmm. one's my friend anymore and like th- that would have been like actual dialogue that she would have spoken but mm-hmm. it's just like they let the acting tell it yeah it's pretty nice yeah it was really yeah. well done i i can't further... still can't believe it guys Holy <laughs> <crap>. <laughs> i know i'm pretty shocked too to further holland's point also like there's a point in the movie when raquel they're all like drinking from the cup with the blood and she says that she just wants the strength to learn how to not hate those who hate her. And like, that's the antithesis antithesis of her whole story. Yeah. And, and, you know, it's like, yes, this person said this horrible racist thing. uh, And, and not just racist too, you know, like she's clearly putting down the way she looks and her hair and everything. Also, like, it hurts when you dive and fall on your back. That was, oh, like, yeah. vicious. Oh. <laughs> like, that is painful. Yeah. But but at the end of the day, she's, like, you know, like, trying to, I guess, turn the other cheek, you know, like, not sink to the same level as, as this other girl. Yeah. And, because I mean, she's I, a nice black girl and she has to do that. I, I, that's I was what society say, wants her to do. Mm-hmm. There's also, that, too. I, say, I mean, kind of 
kind of a poignant, like, really kind look at, like, what it's like. I mean, I think it reminds me of that activist who, during the Black Lives Matter, came out and said, like, white people are really lucky that black people just want equality and not revenge, which is, like, definitely reflected (laughs) in her character, which is just, like, for a high schooler who's been treated so poorly, like, a really profound, like, outlook Mm -hmm. on life. Like, she just wants to be a better person, which arguably makes her one of the best people in the movie. <laughs> like, yeah, it's, it's She's way even beyond the one her questioning years. at the end. She's like, yeah. this seems like too much. She's like, we've gone too far, you know, when they're all in their, in her house. And she's like, I'm not going upstairs. Like, let's stop harassing this girl. Yeah. Yeah. I think she's the most down to earth character throughout because even when, um, uh, she's like braiding the hair into her hair to do mm-hmm. like the protection spell or whatever. Mm-hmm. And she even asked, she's like, what do you think is going to happen to her? Like she from the get go is like, yeah. what do you think is going to happen? Like, it's this, and like no one else cares until they're in yeah. it. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. that's true. Yeah. Really, really yeah. well done. Yeah. It, it's just, it totally like, if you want to know, what it's like to be a teenage girl in high school. Like this just so encapsulates it. Like I was talking to Bryce afterwards and telling him how like, you know, no magic was involved, but I totally had like the circle of friends that we were like best girlfriends. And then one day you like the same guy, one of of the other ones likes, or who knows, like you do something and just like the next day you're out and suddenly they're all, talking shit about you and spreading rumors about you around school and you just don't you have no idea why because one of them decided they hated you and all the others like decided that this this is the popular leader of the group so we're following what she says and it's so accurate to the painful experience and then you're so like you know conscious of your looks and your body and like all these other girls will say horrible like I even had my like my friend, a good friend that would, I was overweight in high school, which I know we've talked about before. I think it was like a size 22 jeans or something. And my friend would have the balls to stand there and complain to me because she was a size two and not a zero. And I'm just like, that's the type of shit you're dealing with as like a teenage girl, you know? How do you think that makes me size 22 feel about myself, you know? I get that shit as an adult too. Oh, yeah. But usually involving, like, money or something, like, more. You know, oh, yeah. yeah. Adults. Like like that person that came out on Twitter that was like, Biden sucks because he thinks if you make $400,000 a year, you're rich. I only spend, like, $4,000 a month on food. And he, like, broke down his whole ridiculous budget. <laughs> I remember that. And he's oh, like, my God. all it leaves you is, like, $1,600 a month. I'm like, <gasps> Yeah. What? Yeah. It was a, it, uh-huh. I'm like, but that's 16. It's like, imagine, I'm like, imagine having, imagine after everything that you need to like maintain your life is paid for. So like mm-hmm. rent or mortgage, all insurances, food, utilities, like any so everything that, that requires to like survive. Okay. Yeah. During a and pandemic still, too. And then you still have $1,600 to do whatever uh-huh. the fuck you want with. Every month. And, and don't it was forget- like, that's all. I'm like. Yeah. Don't forget that included like two thousand dollars for cars every month. So that means he's got like a test. Yeah, whatever or he was like, and then like a thousand dollars for wifely spending a wife month. Spending. Yeah, miscellaneous <laughs> wife spending. <gasps> what? Yeah, he had yeah. a separate category oh for wife spending. Uh, 
I yeah. remember something similar to this happened <laughs> when I was in college. So that was like, I don't know, maybe like six years ago, but it was like someone had said something. It was talking about how like how hard it is to be a college student and like how expensive tuition is, like blah, 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 blah. And someone was like, I forget, I have to find that article, but it was so ridiculous because it was someone breaking down like their budget. But it was also like someone who clearly didn't have to spend any money on tuition or room and board or having an apartment or having like anything like I just like college was the most stressful four years of my life oh yeah right because I was like Mm -hmm. every semester I was like am I going to be able to like come back to school or am I because I went to like film school right and everyone's like has just like money that they're just like oh yeah bunch of rich kids Mm -hmm. and it was like the most jarring experience I really want to find the article because it was basically like breaking down I know down what you're talking budget. about. And they right? were like, oh, this person has no money. They were like, this person has no money because they have like whatever a month. And then I was like, I literally work two jobs and go to school. Uh-huh. Yeah. And yeah. Where you I'm weigh? broke. <laughs> yeah. I'm sharing an apartment with four people. Like, yeah. Right. Uh-huh. <laughs> and you weigh that. You're like, dang, I really need eight hours on Sunday to finish my project. But I really need the 40 40- eight dollars that i'll earn you know working yeah. at trader joe's that yeah. day like shit. i'm like it's fine i just don't sleep i'm like i work at the yeah. gap and then i also do like i think i was like a social media slash photography assistant for like a flower boutique oh and then uh-huh. it was like so wild like looking back on it like again college was probably again the most stressful four years of my life uh, but I, I would like to think it made me into a better person. But it is crazy to talk to people about like college or stuff like that, and they're like, "I have no loans," and I'm like, oh, "That's cool." Yeah, I know people Good like that you. too. Yeah, we all. I we all I had the same experience because like I paid for my own college as well. Like all the loans were taken out in my name, and I was paying for everything myself because my parents didn't have the money. And then on top of that, you go to film school. At least at my film school. They don't pay for your films that you're making. So no, you have to that, you have to buy the physical film. Yeah, you have to buy the film. You have to buy all your props. God. You have to pay for the whole budget. And my yeah. film school, it was every two months you're making a ten minute short, and that shit's expensive. You know. Yeah. Yep. Uh, they should have. And then my thesis film was like ten thousand dollars, which I think I just had to like That's come a up with. In low, That's I didn't so even make money, a thesis film. I wrote an essay because I was. I'm just venting at this point, but because I was also in the honors <laughs> program, um, I for my capstone I was able to just write a thesis, like a hundred page thesis or something like that, oh, instead wow. of doing my thesis film. So I just wrote a really fucking long paper. That's nice. Yeah, I mean, I there like, were ways to get around it at my school too. Like, if you if you helped out on someone else's thesis film, you could also like count that as your thesis film, as long as you were doing what you were like, what you wanted to do. People wouldn't hire me onto their stuff because I didn't have enough experience, like onset experience. Because our film school, school operated like yes, it was like. <sighs> But that's oh why I ended God. up getting into YouTube. I think in the long run, uh, it helped because I started getting into YouTube and like making my own stuff. And I think that's mm-hmm. why that happened because I couldn't do anything else. Yeah. But yeah, it's like wow. so frustrating. But I feel oh. like interesting. Yeah, fl- flunking out of art school is like the first step on the path to greatness. <laughs> uh. <laughs> hey, I didn't flunk. I graduated. I just got I lucky. Grad- my yeah. film school. 
was just the cost of. Are like, you on the path to greatness, paper. Sam? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Jesus, Ash, just fucking shoot <laughs> daggers. I'm just an oh asshole. Oh my I'm so god. Sorry. You graduated too. How's your path to greatness? It's not great. (laughs) Pretty awesome. (laughs) Oh, thank you, Pat. Thank you. Yeah. I mean, I don't know what you heard. She directed a short film written by this really awesome up and coming writer. Like, I don't know if you heard. So, yeah. Oh, boy. So, the crap. Sorry, I I apologize for bringing this up no. because obviously I, everyone has, my, it's a sore think, subject for all of us. I think my favorite parts of the show are these, like the tangents, the I tangents, yeah. And it's been f- that that was really fun for me to kind of just listen. As usually the one who like jerks the steering wheel off into a tangent, <laughs> it was fun for me to be a passenger on that one. Oh, I feel really bad now. I love you, Sam. <laughs> I just I couldn't resist it. It was right our, there. That's our our whole generation's like big big universal yeah. like reveal like surprise. College is a scam and like damn. Oh <laughs> yeah. yeah. Unless if you see that yeah. thing behind me, unless you sacrifice your physical well being. <laughs> so I did that. The literal biohacker, the most fit one of us. Yeah. Get out of here, biohacker. Um. Okay. Football has destroyed my body. Um. <laughs> <laughs> but okay. uh well i was gonna say if you want to talk about showing your ne- one thing i wanted i do want to talk about because it was really interesting to me and i have all the tabs pulled up was this is also a very 90s thing and i feel like 90s 80s and there were way it's something that movies and, and shows are way better about now is casting actors who are much closer to the actual age of the teenagers oh, yeah so that was a like, fact i found for these, this too these One of the girls at- is almost 30, right? She, yeah, yes. Okay, what? All right, I'm going to go from youngest. Uh-huh. Okay, youngest. I haven't pulled up. Breck and Meyer and Faruza Balk were um, 22. Okay. Or, so 21 when this film. So it was 22 when it came out. Um, Nev Campbell was 23. Robin Tunney was 24. Uh, Christine Taylor was 25. And Skeet Ulrich was 26. Oh, wow. And Rachel True was, yeah, 30. Wait, Rachel was the one that was Sarah? Rochelle. No, Rochelle. Rochelle, okay. Oh, okay. 30. Wow. Anyway. Wow. I feel like, she, but actually, I feel that's like cool. she like, looked, looked the youngest. She did. Yeah, how she old is she Well, that's what I'm saying. It, it is. It, it yeah, is yeah she was 30 fact, at the if, time. If you're not white, was, you age way slower than everyone else. Uh, she was <laughs> born in 66. to be you, whiteies. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> but it's it that's very funny. But that means now she has to be like uh that was 96. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She has to be in her late 40s. She still looks young. That's why I'm more surprised because mm-hmm. I'm yeah. like I thought the worst offender was Skeet. That motherfucker <laughs> looked like he could have had a kid at that school same school. I don't know. Before. His hair <laughs> his hair was much shorter than his hair usually is. So because his hair was shorter, I was like, you look young. You don't have your long hair. I don't know. I was right. I was waiting for a freshman to walk by and say, "Hey, Dad." <laughs> oh wow, Rachel True is like two years younger than my mom, which is crazy because my mom Whoa. looks her age, and Rachel True looks like uh, still very young. Yeah, I'm trying to she's like like fifty-four, fifty-five. She's like fifty-four. About yeah. Wow. No, she's yeah. four. She'll, she won't be. Wait, math. She was sixty-six. Yeah. Yeah, the one that was 30, I was like, 
didn't think that she looked that old until we saw her in the bathing suit. And I was like, that is not a young woman's body. That is a well-matured at her prime woman's body. <laughs> really? I just looked at that. Maybe it's because I'm pregnant, but I was like, damn, her stomach is so flat. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Aww. I don't know. Now I'm like on Rachel True's Instagram, but <laughs> she looks okay. real Again, good for her. Usually age. what I do is I go down some kind of online rabbit hole where I'm looking at looking at stuff when we're happens. trying to record. It yeah, happens. half of Pat's audio is just <laughs> This is important. It's important for the show. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um I will uh, say we, like watching this like made me very excited for the next one. And yeah. I mean there's well, a lot actually to go on. Yeah, I was like but speaking to what Ash brought up and what we've been talking about, like one of my I watched the trailer and weirdly I didn't get any spoilers from it, but I guess I already knew what I was going to be spoiled for. Right. My main yeah. takeaway from that trailer was like David Duchovny's in this, what? Um <laughs> but they all look so young. But that's oh, that's the thing yeah. now. It's like now they actually cast teenagers as teenagers. And in right. watching that trailer, you're like, oh, these are obviously teenage girls. Because I remember just the backlash online. And I was like, why is everyone mad? I was like, this movie is not for you. Like, you have the craft. <laughs> if you care yeah. so much, rewatch the craft. But, like, this is for, like, the next generation's version of this movie. Mm-hmm. And, like, just, I don't know, let them have. Because I, I literally, I texted my sister uh, when I rented this. And I was like, hey, I rented this movie. I don't know if you've seen it. But my sister's uh, 19. She's turning 20 next year. But she, we just feel we're like eight, nine years apart in age. And she just feels so much younger than me. So <laughs> mm-hmm. I was like, oh, you should watch this. But I'm also like, I don't know. You might not like this movie. You should just watch the mm-hmm. new one. Like that might yeah. make way more sense for you than this movie. Yeah. We they definitely- had in the trailer for the new one. They just they had the photo of Nancy like they're like holding it and so i thought in my head i thought that they were going to like trap her in a photo or something but it's like the photo that i think you know they cut the photo off her out of yeah. the cabin or whatever well in theory like she could be someone's mom like i feel like someone in this movie is oh. probably someone's parent oh, yeah totally yeah. and then maybe um, it's the same thing where it's like i died when my mom gave birth to me or like whatever mm-hmm. but or the yeah. mom died. In the next generation, <laughs> not her. Some she didn't die. <laughs> but in the next, but in the next movie, right? Yeah. It would be if it's the same plot of this movie. It would be like, oh, my mom died giving birth to me. Right. Yeah. You said I died when my mom gave birth to me, and I was like, well, oh. she didn't die. The mom well, died. <laughs> that's Maybe how the main she has her power. Is a ghost. It's She's a an ghost undead lich lord. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> it's an avatar. Did anyone else find, think that? Sarah's uh, mother in the picture looked a lot like the shopkeep. Oh, yes, I did think that. Yeah, I was waiting because I I didn't honestly, I did not remember any of the shop scenes from what I saw before. Like that was all like I I, somehow like I I forgot that this was a part of this movie, and and then I was like, oh wait, is she her mom? Is she like come back or did she like have to leave because she didn't mm. want her daughter to get caught up in this life or something is it the same actress i feel like they I had a completely different like... hair color but i definitely got the vibe oh. that the shopkeeper was very much a mother figure 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. She had a lot of inside info. The you know, your mom was a witch too. Ha 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 ha. Yeah, yeah. that's right. I, mean, I, forgot I she mean, but she she does she does the magics, so she can yeah. see, you know. It felt very ongoing. I think it's because she touched but... the ring. My head cannon was that she like touched the ring, and from touching the ring, she was able to like know all this stuff. I guess she's a witch. Yeah, you got to fill out so a form we, like... and become a witch. <laughs> Were they moving again at the end? Yeah, I think so. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Also, I like the explanation of, they're like, why did you move from San Francisco to here? And she's like, I don't know. My dad just wanted to. (laughs) It's like, what? Okay. such a high school school reason. Yes. No, totally. Totally. That tracks, though, at the end, because we're not given a reason why they're moving again. Maybe that's. Maybe that's legit. Maybe he's just like, I'm done with this place. What then, is wrong well, with did, her dad? Did, oh my did god. Did you guys move a lot when you were younger? No. no. Like three Well, to the same times. town. Three times, yeah. I feel like I moved a lot when I was like young. So mm. I like very much related well, to that. Like there was a thing with our our specific age group's parents that they were this uh the concept of trading up houses was a big deal. Like that was the thing you did to like prove you, your social status was like, I'm moving to another slightly larger house and like going into debt again. Like that was just what they did. Also too, like the time in Napa, you know, like it started when we were young, the town we all grew up in was super cheap and like pretty run down. And then it kind of, as San Francisco had the tech boom, people started moving farther out of the city to find more affordable housing, which increased the housing prices there. So suddenly our parents who bought like these really cheap like intro houses were like, shit, our house is worth like a good house amount of money. Let's yeah. trade up. All know? those all those uh, mm-hmm. Victorian mansions around Fuller Park that were like decrepit, decrepit and like going oh, for like God. under 100 yeah. are now like multi-million dollar houses. Uh-huh. Yeah. I mean, yeah, do you remember the funny. shack that went for like a million bucks in Napa not that long ago? Uh, it was ridiculous. Get out of here, Napa. Ridiculous. Yeah. I moved into a decrepit Victorian house and then we just moved there. Ooh, <laughs> awesome. And I don't think it's worth any more money in New Jersey. Uh, oh. It's a cool house. Definitely haunted. <laughs> I feel like every Victorian house for sure. is haunted. But my, my, yeah, I'm like my parents are super into that stuff. My dad like writes <laughs> horror novels. I'm not. Oh. <laughs> That's yeah. awesome. My parents so that's are where you so get the love for it. Weird. Yeah. <laughs> so if your house wasn't just... haunted before, your dad definitely invited them ghosties in. Hundred percent. Yeah. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. He's you he, like open the door and he's the one with like the candles and shit and he's like, Colin, you're letting a draft in the candles. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but yeah, Brett, you were saying that her dad, there was something wrong yeah. with him. Oh, oh right. Elaborate. I mean, that was half of, always m- more of a joke than anything oh, else. But sorry. his whole like, like, you don't want to stay home and watch daytime TV all day. I know I could. But like, <laughs> yeah, like he oh said it God. with such earnestness uh, that it, like there's something sinister behind those eyes and like what he Maybe does. Maybe he got a bunch of money when her mom died i don't know like he doesn't seem like he does much. <laughs> i don't know yeah. and they move into town I, and they're like there for a week and move again and like 
Maybe yeah, he's like a but contract I'm also like, killer. I don't know. Are they living in the hills? Like they're he, definitely living in like Hollywood Hills. Yeah. He could be yeah. a contract. He did not hesitate with that guy, like with the fire poker. He was a snake man. He was gonna yeah. he was gonna kill snake I man. meant to bring that up. The snakes come in right away. I know we made such a yeah. big deal oh, about yeah. the snakes when we were talking about this in the beginning. The snakes are like three minutes in, snake. Like the snakes start showing up immediately. Yeah. And I thought it was so funny because i was like we made jokes about them being easter eggs but like they really the snakes really do just like start showing up from the beginning. yeah, yeah. totally also like, snake and, and i thought the yeah. guy with the snake was gonna like come back Me too. like i thought he was gonna end up to be like menon or something like the the spirit that they keep calling or whatever and he's gonna be like i've been trying to give you the gift of the snake and you won't take it you know <laughs> yeah i like, kind the of snake so is power when, like it's not real like, yeah yeah I when the boyfriend, uh, not really boyfriend, when the lovesick high schooler guy showed up on her wall, I totally thought it was going to be Snake Man out there, which would have been oh, really yeah. cool. That would have been like super cool. You got hit Creepy. by a car. It looked like he was dead, but then he's back like at her house. But that's okay. So funny totally. story. I guess funny anecdote about Manon. Manon. Uh, it's a Manon. like a really popular French name. For girls. Mm-hmm. It's like the number five most oh. popular name in France. Which like is really funny that they started the film in the French class and spend so much time yeah. in the French class. And they're oh, basically yeah. just like fake witches until the real witch shows up. And it's they just like grabbed everything they could from this French flat class and like this sounds foreign. Like that's <laughs> that's a name. Like, yeah, we're witches and it's men and it's like, all right, cool. <laughs> yeah there was so much french that i was like i mean i took french for a few years and i was like i don't understand what's happening (laughs) i was like we're just gonna keep talking french 60 percent, 60 to 75 his accent was not authentic i can tell you that parlez-vous francis no that was the high schooler obviously (laughs) but the teacher was like Breckenmeyer meyer though is a total dick in this movie so to your point earlier where Breckenmeyer. Is secretly a dick. Uh, mm. I've seen very few movies where Breck and Meyer is a dick, and you're, yeah, he sucks in this one. So <laughs> that's a bummer. Uh-huh. Uh, um, so I wanted. We talked about like the special effects, and like I wanted to talk about like one specific special effect that I had a fact about, and I didn't want to share it because I didn't want to spoil it. But like the shot of Nancy being covered in bugs was yeah. created by wrapping a lifelike cast of her head and torso in green material. The bugs were then what? filmed crawling all over it and then digitally composited on top Whoa. of the live action plate. That and I can't, I can't believe how good it looked. Yeah, that's why I wanted yeah, to bring I it up. They because they just put real bugs on her. Yeah, it, it just looks so good. And when I read that fact... When I was researching the film, I was like, well, this isn't going to go well. Surely for 1996, this is going to look terrible. But no, it was great. No. Well, there is that- like, they use that, I, 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 in my head, it's just like the Beetlejuice effect where like they morphed stuff into other stuff. But like, mm. it worked really well. And like, I don't know what happened to that because people don't use it anymore. And they use like a much worse, like all CG version. Yeah. But like, mm-hmm. Yeah, the the effects they chose to do were things that they if they knew they could get away with. Yeah, well, honestly, cool. the only thing that bothered me was her hair. Oh yeah, her oh hair. oh yeah, it that's was the not only good. thing that I was like, mm-hmm. nah. 
But that whole And there were a couple scene, times where I was like, there's the wig. <laughs> oh, yeah. The wig <laughs> Sorry, is pretty obvious. Uh, that yeah. whole sequence in the house with the snakes and the bugs everywhere. So holy good. shit. So well done. Yeah. Yeah. There's everything, too. There's every- scorpions. There's yeah. rats. There's, there's maggots. Yeah. And the maggots coming out of the yeah. toilet and, like, pulsing up. Oh, but yeah. there's something That's legit. to be said That's about all, all I could think about was who cleans all that up. How do you clean <laughs> oh. I don't want that job. Oh, they that have a so awful. They have a bug wrangler person. Maggot wrangler. Yeah. But also um, just the practical mm. effects. Like they I think of like at the time the mummy, you know, that had a lot of CG bugs. <gasps> Not at all mm. the same effect. Mm-hmm. Something about having them yeah. be real, be in that lighting be moving like yeah. a real bug. Oh, and it did way more than what you could do with like twice as much money in CG. So, yeah. So, oh, so good. So good. This is also such a random thing to bring up, but the message that they have at the end in the credits about animal safety seemed like different than the generic message that they normal have. Oh. Like it was very much like, Something about caring for, like, the well-being of the animals using this film. Like, because I'm one of those people that, like, meticulously reads the credits. And I just (laughs) thought it was really funny because I feel like they went out of their way to be like, no animals were harmed. Like, we had a person. We, like, cared for the well-being of these animals. It's fine. (laughs) But, like. It's because in Hollywood, you're technically allowed to kill bugs on screen. They don't count. Oh. Or at least at the time. Bugs ain't real. Uh, I know in science rats aren't real. Uh, what do you mean rats aren't real? <laughs> I never had to dissect well, anything. He means so. he means as far as like testing. They don't oh, testing. Like, yeah, like like rats are the only animal you're allowed to kill. Ugh, but yeah. like so, and there I, were a bunch I in this. I got news so, like, for you. There's uh, there's rabbits that die too. Oh, oh yeah, rabbits. Okay, that's true. Okay, uh, Brett. Yeah. Thanks for fucking taking it to a dark place. <laughs> 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 that's. We get t-shirt. I mean, Brett and Sam's fa- cartoon are little cartoon faces, and Brett just like, mm, and Sam like, thanks for taking it to a dark place, <laughs> like an eye roll. Um, I know. Now that we have the t-shirt store, it's just it's bad. There's going to be so many. Uh, this is really weird and dumb, but it's something we. I don't know why my brain works watching it. I was like, I thought it was very interesting, and I don't know if I. I don't know if I liked it or not. Was the way it ends and how she like when she beats. Um, how she like defeats her? There's no she doesn't beat her with magic, like which I thought would have been interesting. She ha, she just kicks her. Oh, she, she kicks right. her like, really far. Well, so she she did I kick her she was really using good. Magic, like Bruce Lee would be proud of that. That kick, was a magic but kick, Pat. It, so you if, think you could kick someone think like, down a hallway? Brett, you how much how much you lift? You think you could kick someone down a hallway, Pat? If they were like defying <laughs> gravity and floating. Yeah, I do think so. Because <laughs> um, okay, gravity so, wasn't an issue. So, for her. Pat, insight on that. I think what it was was that well, she'd already inflicted the power of Manon. And so she was able to kick mm-hmm. her far away. And then when she kicked her, she finished the incantation of binding her oh, to do no harm her. to herself mm. or to others. So that's yeah, yeah. how she beat her. But it was a little subtle. 
So that's my take on oh, it. Oh, really? The the CG breaking glass was subtle, huh? I'm just kidding. I no, love the whispering of the weird glass transition. I, yeah. Sam, I totally agree with you where I appreciate all of the like subtleties in this movie where like I, and it's like, again, I've seen this movie before, but it's been a while, but I feel like a lot of things were like, we're subtly hinting to this. And I'm like, yeah, totally get it. You don't need to over explain. Like yeah. I'm there. Mm-hmm. Uh, I do really appreciate that that about this movie because it didn't talk down to us i think that's what really which i love surprised me. Yeah. yeah yeah so it's like about also that's why they're moving because crazy chick was in the house and attacked her and she probably told her yeah. dad and his, his yeah. her dad's like let's well, get out of here this <laughs> movie this is like kind of off topic but i don't know how you guys feel about jennifer's body but i i think i haven't seen this movie since i've seen jennifer's body oh, and jennifer's that. Oh, Jennifer's Body is one of my favorite, like, horror movies. And it's, like, 2009, so it's more modern horror, but still, like, 10 years ago. And Is that the Megan Fox is a Demon movie? Yeah, so it it was a box office flop because they tried to sell it as, like, Megan Fox is hot. But, like, Mm. that whole movie (laughs) is basically about this, like, female friendship. And Megan Fox is, like, this weird demon that eats boys like there's more to it but like jennifer's body is one of my like favorite horror movies and like it's i've heard it because it's so good way better but, like, than it credit it got it's well because it, it did really poorly and i think everyone just kind mm. of wrote it off but mm. it's another one of those cult movies and like you were saying the same thing about the craft where it's like oh you know i saw the ratings but it's like it really reminds you of jennifer's body and and it's written by diablo cody who did like juno Um, where it's like this like very realistic portrayal of like this like teenage friendship and being a teenager and being a female and all this other stuff but it's also like horror and i drew like so many parallels between those two movies Mm -hmm. Um, wow yeah yeah, i would recommend jennifer's body and also this movie is obviously we just watched it and it's great yeah so watch it but uh, (laughs) yeah Definitely. But Jennifer's body isn't like witchy stuff. It's like it is like demon succubi, like cool stuff. Excellent. But Arguably, yeah. my Writing. more f- favorite version of sp- spooky, scary mm-hmm. demon stuff is fun. <laughs> and lots of pop punk. If you're a, a pop punk aficionado like myself, which you probably aren't, but <laughs> <laughs> this sounds like my kind of movie. Excellent. You gotta watch this. Okay. He does have blue hair, so yeah. I mean, I would hope <laughs> that with the blue hair. but chris pratt's in it for like a hot second wow wow Wow. it's early chris pratt is he jennifer first i hope so (laughs) (laughs) he is not unfortunately but oh man uh yeah i mean should we do final thoughts i guess yeah yeah i think we're ready yeah well, Holland, uh, we brought you on specially for this film. I don't think we said that uh, you you didn't necessarily choose this film, but I knew that you liked this film. So tell us uh, how you feel after rewatching it again. Did it hold up to your expectations? Um, yes. Well, first of all, I appreciate you bringing me on. Um, I appreciate that this um, – that I guess something about me reflects that this is the kind of shit I love. <laughs> Because I do, that. <laughs> um, and I feel like I've talked a lot. But yeah, I mean, for me personally, 
the issues that this movie addresses, it addresses so many things that are relatable, right? So it's like, I think this movie addresses a lot of different issues that I had as a teenager into adulthood. And so I really appreciate it. So it's like, you know, racism is a thing. Like, Mm -hmm. you know, having, being half black, having curly hair, like, that's like this weird thing that's more in like the background. But like, I forgot that they addressed this in this movie that it's like, oh, yeah, white chicks are racist. Cool. We addressed that. Awesome. And like, <laughs> they talk about like Robin Tunney talks about like attempting suicide and like cutting herself. And I was like, oh, yeah. cool. That's like also like a really heavy thing. Dark, but relatable. Sure. And then Nev Campbell and like all of her like scarring from Mm-hmm. whatever injury that they they don't go into depth about but she's like so upset about like her scarring and her skin and that kind of stuff and I was like cool I relate to that too and it's like I think there's just like all their little issues that they're going through end up being relatable in the long run because whether they're like appearance-based or you know race-based which is also kind of appearance-based or like money-based or just like issues with your parents or your friends or your family like they bring up so many different things that I think are relatable to so many people in general and also specifically like when you're a teenager and Mm -hmm. it just sets this stuff up so well and it is like Ash how you or Ash and Sam how you brought up where it's like you can relate to the villain right because she's not the Mm -hmm. villain at the beginning it's like you're coming into this situation she's new like trying to be friends with everyone and then I don't know it's just like Everything that happens in this movie is kind of like, oh, yeah, like, even if I didn't experience this directly, I can relate to feeling this. Yeah. Yeah. And I think this movie does a really good job of just, like, being a teenager, but then also, like, here, we'll just exaggerate everything so it's also, like, spooky Mm -hmm. and, like, horror. And it's, like, it's a really great movie. And it had been a while since I watched it, and I'm glad that it is still as good as I remember it being. Yeah, to kind of add to yours real quick, um, you mentioned all their individual struggles, and it just kind of reminded me how well they wrote those characters because their struggles were not their identity, which is really subtle and really, like, well done, where it's not always the case in these sort of, like, I don't want to call them throwaway movies, but these, like, cheap teen movies but they did a really good job of rounding out their characters and making them whole but making them people that had to deal with these issues not people that were defined by these problems boy that's a real good insight on modern filmmaking (laughs) (laughs) yeah well and i think the only character that maybe is pushing it is like with the nev campbell stuff i feel like in the beginning she's so overtly like I'm so awkward and I'm so uncomfortable and it's just like they probably didn't need to go like as extreme as they did yeah. with her mm. but like you you know you get the point across like I think a yeah. lot of it is just kind of like these are things that everyone can relate to yeah totally but just well, extreme like, or another I mean with her character like I I didn't you know I didn't have like I don't have burn scars or anything but as someone who was overweight in high school I would hide my body in big baggy yeah. clothes mm-hmm. that covered all of me. And I really like related to that, that she was doing that, you know, trying to hide her figure. Totally. And, you know, it was a very like, I just really relate to that for sure. And as someone who like, I've finally lost weight and I'm like, finally more comfortable, like wearing clothes that I'm like, I never 
would have thought that I would wear a mini skirt, you know, and I'm just like, look at me, I'm wearing a mini skirt. And I totally feel that same feeling she fucking has when she like saunters into the class and just whipped off the sweater. And I'm like, that's right, bitches in high school. Look at me. I'm hot now. You know, yeah, I totally you used to be to nice, Ash. <laughs> I know. And now I'm a dick. Oh, you, you still are. You just used to be nice too. Uh, telling pregnant ladies that they failed at their life. I know. Like, I'm there a you dick. go, man. I'm never working out with I'm you again. Sorry. Uh, I know. I knew you were going to say that. No. Uh, um, no, but like on that too, like, so she's like, her scars are pretty significant, but like, I don't know if yeah. it was just a lady problem, but do you remember the day of like your first pimple? Like the first oh. breakout that I got Dude. was like, I mean, <laughs> fucking you traumatic. see my face right now. Acne has been the bane of my existence. Uh, yeah. So but like, yeah, I've had this conversation with you, Holland, I think. Where oh we yeah. Talk about acne, acne and yeah. like picking and all of that it's like way better now as an adult but it's like i'm almost 20 years old and i'm still dealing with it so it's just like yeah yeah i mean i love it love it yeah that like (laughs) as a high schooler though like it feels like it's like everything everyone is looking at that like everyone sees your one flaw because you see it yeah right so they did a really good job of kind of taking that to a bit of an extreme um, in a totally weird and justified way, but like pointing that out and making that something that you could relate to. Yeah, totally. I actually had a cousin. He was older than me, but he did get burnt in a fire and like the majority oh. of his body is scarred yeah. from it, including his face. And I remember, you know, I was a very young little kid and I remember it being very scary for me because it does look visually scary for a child. I And I can't even imagine what it must have been like for him. And, you know, it just goes to show that, like, you know, those people have to – that's just such a horrible thing to have to deal with. Yeah. Like, I can't even imagine. Yeah, I'm like, this is a pretty lame thing to bring up, but I was re-watching uh, America's Next Top Model. And I think it's like <laughs> around, like, season it. 10 maybe – Somewhere in the middle, there is a contestant who comes on who has, like, severe burns on a lot of her body. Um, And it's, like, as trivial as that show is, because it's a reality show, it's, like, this really big thing where it's, like, she comes on the show even though she has all these burns all over her body. And that's, like, a thing that they kind of, like, discuss um, that they probably could have handled better. But I think it's super interesting. Well, you know, it's, you know, it's 2000s reality. Yeah. Yeah. But it is like, it's, like, interesting because it's like, yeah, like that is a thing that people deal with. Yeah, totally. I feel like we need to start referring to the the early aughts as just a, a time that was pre-empathy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> they tried. Uh, they tried. They just, yeah. you know. That's yeah. Fair. Well, Sam, what are your final thoughts? Um. I don't. You kind of just said them, but <laughs> I mean, I said I added to it. I don't know if that would be like my wrap up. Um, okay, my wrap up would be. I, I keep. I hate keeping saying this, but like I'm shocked at how much I like <laughs> this movie. Um, totally. I, I just. It's like a sleeper, man. Uh, really <laughs> well succinct, like expertly crafted story. Um, it's nothing like fancy and crazy, but it's just 
really well-developed and thought-out characters with a very, like, relatable plot. Um, and they really, you like, honed in on how to use their strengths to tell this story. So th- from the very beginning to the end, like, they just knew what story they were trying to tell. They knew how to tell it, and they didn't talk down to their audience, and they told it in a really interesting strangely believable way for a movie about witchcraft you know (laughs) um (laughs) and it was a lot of really subtle filmmaking decisions that made that the case you know like the all practical effects you know making them girls who dressed normal and there was no like magic lightning that came out of their fingers like things just kind of happened and the magic happened Mm -hmm. in a really real way So it does leave you as an audience member kind of guessing like, well, did that just like happen naturally or like, is it actually magic? Which is kind of the beauty of this story. You know, it's magical and not believable but in a realistic way. And I loved it. It was fantastic. That's where I'm going to leave it. (laughs) Brett, did you hate it? Uh, So (laughs) this is my first viewing of this film. And, uh, I feel like, because the past few years we've been watching, trying to find, like, a good Halloween movie uh, I, that isn't just Hocus Pocus. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> you know. Hocus and we, Pocus is so good, though. It is good. It's but funny. I hear you. You guys started watching, like, Halloween Town the other day. and For the six-year-old. Oh, no. and I was like, this, no. I put it on for the We're six-year-old. We're turning this <laughs> watch, watch over the garden wall again. Yeah. Throw that on. Uh, but it's very Halloweeny. Or like when I was a kid, uh, I remember one year I invited people over uh, for Halloween to have a Halloween party, and we were going to watch a scary movie because I spelled "scary" wrong in my actual physical invitations that I handed out to people because oh, I was an adorable ki- uh, kid. Uh, and and it was it wasn't even a like a horror movie. It was just like a weird. Anyway, there's so many movies that are either just like. Me and Ash watching stuff in high school that was like, uh, the gore, uh, the murder. But like, yeah, we were this all movie is so <laughs> good that it's, I think it is the best Halloween movie. Uh, whoa, yeah, wow, wow. Like, the vision- I thought you were going to different places that story that no one came to your party. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, people Aww. showed up, everyone was disappointed with the movie choice. Um, Wait, what, what was your it? movie choice? I don't even remember. I just remember like, oh, this isn't oh, this isn't scary. You've blocked it out anyway, of your memory. This yeah. movie is because it has all of the Halloween stuff, but also none of the Halloween, which yeah. I think is awesome because it spooky stuff can happen any time of year. Uh, and like <laughs> the story, or in twenty twenty, the entire year is just spooky stuff. <laughs> yeah. The, yep. st- the story was fantastic. The, all of the characters are relatable, like Sam was saying. And I feel like just most importantly, it took itself serious in a way that actually came off like earnestly and believable, like as far as th- what the actual story was trying to be. It wasn't trying to be a goof-ass kids movie. It wasn't trying to be a murder th- gore fest. Uh, and a lot of movies that are just like witchcraft is real are like fucking lame because like that's just the vibe a, a lot of times that that gets. This avoids all of those tropes and was just a really, really cool movie. I liked it. 
go watch it. Listeners, if you haven't seen The Craft, uh, it more than most of the movies we've watched on this podcast, I'd say it's worth watching. Yeah. Podcast has a dissenting opinion. <laughs> <laughs> that cat's such I a I feel jerk. bad. I was like, I hope you hear the mewing, the aggressive mewing in the yeah. background. Oh. <laughs> oh, man. Also, you should watch John Carpenter's The Thing. So far, it's the best Halloween movie I've watched this month. The oh. Thing is good. What? And so is the X-Files episode. I used oh. that's like the fourth episode of Guys, season one that's based Netflix, on the thing. <laughs> Netflix and Adam Sandler have us all covered with our new favorite no. Hollywood movie, Hubie no. Hollywood. Oh, hubby. Oh, oh, is it I, Hubie? I thought it was Hubby. Yeah. I haven't watched okay, it yet. Okay, so I have not watched it, but I listened to Daily Zeitgeist, and they were talking about it, and Miles, I guess, said that he goes, actually, it was way better than you expected, and if you like the, if you are a fan of, like, the the old, you know, Billy Madison, Happy Gilmore, there's, like, nods to that stuff. I goes, saw the trailer. I know it looks like hot, hot garbage, but it's, it's really on my does. list. I'm I'm yeah. planning on watching it. Just I want to give it some space. Like he's like, like it's not good, but it's in- entertaining. But like I a mentally handicapped person voice because he thinks it's funny Ooh. is so problematic yeah. out the gate. Is he wait? Is he doing that voice still? Like yeah, uh huh. Oh, no, That's I've seen. Yeah, the trailer is like, I, what are you doing, uh, Adam Sandler? This isn't okay anymore. Unless well, he really my, is mentally handicapped in the movie, I don't know. But even then, I was <laughs> sorry. <laughs> I don't know. My well, my biggest thing is like anything that everyone is talking about. I try and just give it space. Like I want to just watch it without everyone's opinions on it, mm. which is oh, really sorry. hard to do these days. I know. Sorry. No, 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 no. But at the same time, like I, that seems problematic. Yeah. Yeah. So, but like it's it's I'm to like, the point no now thing. though where like that voice. Is so much of what Adam Sandler is as a human being That's that I like know. it's it's almost like is it is it that voice or is it just like his weird like whiny like awful Cartman voice you know like. I don't know if he's trying to be that or if that's just a stupid ass voice he does now. Maybe but it it felt very it doesn't sound like the same voices that I've heard him do in the past but it was very much like oh this character is mentally handicapped and Mm. you're doing a funny voice because Mm. you think you need to. Well I'll watch it. (laughs) Or you think it's funny. Please let me know because Netflix keeps being like anytime I watch something it's like want to watch this next? And I'm like God no 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 no. (laughs) Stop. I think Uh, that's like they have a don't ever show this to me again. I wish. Netflix discovered the Adam Sandler infinite money machine in which he pumps mm-hmm. out garbage and everyone watches it and somehow it makes money. Uh, and yep. like, they're just going to fucking crank those suckers out. And uh, that's, that's how they're funding the rest of the shows now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, Adam Sandler is the dead Netflix's horse. I don't model because they're technically in debt and they cancel everything after two seasons, but they always have new totally. stuff coming out. Um, I don't know. I have friends that like work for Netflix, so I feel like I shouldn't be shitting on Netflix, but I just <laughs> physically don't understand what's happening. I They made $20 billion in last year. But they're in debt. Like, they're still billions I know, of dollars in debt. But they probably made $20 billion this year, too. Their goal I... is to just release good enough. That makes sense because 
every so often their stuff is good, but most of their original content is like bad. Yeah. yeah. Like yeah. I don't. They just need a couple of good ones, right? Like they have Stranger Things, and they're like, "Great, I don't like Stranger Things." Everybody's gonna hook in. Well, even if you're not, like it's you know, but everyone else success. Yeah, everyone loves it. Well, and uh, if you throw a ball in every direction, you're gonna hit something eventually. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. This is true. I think, but I think it's hard because I have friends who work for Netflix and they, you know, they're just like preaching the gospel. They take it so seriously and they're like, but they treat, they treat their employees so well. And like, we do this and we do that. And they're just like drinking the Kool-Aid. And I'm like, and for a while I was like, maybe I should just work for Netflix. Like Netflix seems like the place to be, but it's also like. Netflix corporate seems like the place to be. Uh, No. No. Pat. (laughs) Netflix aren't. Yeah, that's good. Um, (laughs) Honestly, I. Did, I was surprised at I don't I don't have much to add honestly like because honestly I was I was really surprised at how tight it was narratively and I made jokes about like how much was left on the cutting room floor but it's probably for the best because there was no there wasn't really filler in this it was very like it was everything was everything like all all scenes were in service of the narrative right, right. and this is definitely <laughs> the type of movie I feel like that could have had a ton of like just nonsense scenes that don't do anything they're just it's someone some this would be cool to do this scene some other magic thing or some more interactions with the high school kids being shitty to each other but really everything felt very much um like it it served its purpose toward the narrative every little thing there it wasn't much that was just throwaway which um i really liked and appreciated that part of it so it was more yeah it was i i enjoyed it a lot more i know i said like it was much more in the full on. It was positive. Enjoyed it. It was great. <laughs> Had not seen it in a very, very long time. And I'm glad we, uh, we got to watch it. Awesome. I just Googled it, Pat. And, uh, there are multiple deleted scenes from this movie. So you are <laughs> correct in your assessment. Yeah. Let's get inside. I don't even know if I want to watch them. I know. I, like, I, I feel like it's fine as is personally, but the, a mm-hmm. lot of times you're like, oh, man, they cut stuff out that would have been helpful. But in this case, like, I feel like the point, I feel like the point gets across. Yeah, there's no mystery, right? There's no like, yeah. why yeah. did they like, I joked about the thing with the Nev Campbell, but like, honestly, it's fine. Like, except it got for Snake Guy. Bad. I What's felt the bad. deal with well, Snake Guy? <laughs> but OK, one of my uh, favorite movie tropes that's done slightly differently in this movie is when you're watching someone in the middle of the road and you're like, this person's going to get hit by a car out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. And they do. Again, it's cut slightly differently in this movie, but it's like meet Joe Black, Final Destination, like. Mm-hmm. Mean Girls, there's multiple movies where it's like someone's talking in the middle of a road and like yeah. all of a sudden, boom, bus, and they just like get hit and die. <laughs> but it's such, I love that trope. It's like thought, ridiculous, but. Are those interesting? I think it's, <laughs> yeah. and, there's, and there's like two big varieties of that. There's a, whatever the truck or bus that hits them just like sweeps across the frame and then that's the last you see yeah. of it. Or it's like they show you, like with this one, they show him get ru- the yeah, body. Yeah, that's what I was saying. I was like, this one was the, way more realistic where it's like yeah. people are running up to him. Like, and there was a dramatic yeah. sure he's okay. That camera was under yeah. the car and showed the tire go. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was and up under there. And this is like pre-GoPro, it, yeah. so it's like, oh, Jesus. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but as she said, we don't know what to deal with. Do you said something like we don't know what to do was? I mean, I'm like assuming he's just like also like attuned with that world at some point. He's like, like he's an amalgamation oh. of 
and he just like oh, sees that in her too. Or he's he's like he's just like tap. Maybe it drove him nuts, or he also, just doesn't know how being, to cope with it because he was just on his own. Maybe he didn't have like three other people to help him figure. I out I think what living it was. in LA, right. like now that I've been in LA for like I don't know, like five years, I think it's a very different experience watching this movie because uh, I recognize so many different things about LA, and it's like there's a huge, you know, homeless population in LA. And you have all these weird interactions with people who live on the street and you're so like turn a blind eye. But I think it works really well in this movie because you're just like, yeah, I mean, there's so many random people that are just like on the street or like, luckily, I've never had the experience where people like come up to you at your house. But like, I know that happens. And I think that adds yeah. a whole other layer <laughs> to this movie where it's like, oh, yeah, that's that's the thing. Like there's transients and that's gonna happen the, so the only problem i had with that is that they just should have had the city she should have been moving from should not have been san francisco yeah. because san francisco <laughs> has them too yeah. and honestly they're way weirder than the la ones they are but, the homeless people in san francisco are so much more weirder but at this yeah. time so at this time 1996 it was a little bit pre-tech boom in San Francisco, so their their homeless population probably was a little more concentrated to like the financial district and places where they could mm-hmm. panhandle more. So if they were rich and like lived up in the suburbs, they might that's not. That's true. She might not have had that experience. Whereas, like, and that's yeah, that's fair because this is like post LA riots were like ninety three, so this is like four. This is like three four years post. Mm-hmm. Mm. that version of LA that people were like actively trying to get out of. So. Yeah. Yeah. And it was cool. I'm just imagining this, like, like anytime I was ever on Muni in San Francisco, I, there was always some sort of weird homeless person oh, yeah. on the bus that was like saying some weird shit every time. Oh yeah. And as a lady, <laughs> they always fucking come and talk to you and you're like, yes, no, I've had both sides of it. Like I've like, someone has attempted to mug me and then I've also had oh, wow. a guy that came up to me on the bus that was like, are you an actress? Like, do you want to be famous? Like, are you looking to get into movies? Oh, and I'm like, please go away. Like, yeah. no. Oh, I was like, I don't want to be discovered. Been- I'm just trying to get to work. I've almost been mugged. That's crazy. Yeah. Someone tried to steal my phone, but uh, wow. I realized how weirdly aggressive I am. I love so, that. It was fun. That I'm glad that worked out. My phone. My, no my, one helped me though, which was annoying because I yelled. <laughs> like I was like, okay, I have to make a lot of noise. I have to yell right. and like scream and like no one did shit. Uh, oh. But it was at a stop, so they eventually were like, okay, I have to get off, and I give up. Oh, so, weird. Wow. It was like oh. on the bus. Scary. It was the on metro. the the metro. It was the metro oh, from uh, to Culver City because I used to live. No, I used to oh. live in Culver, so it was it was the newer line. Actually, oh. it was it it goes to Santa Monica now, but it used to go from Culver gotcha. to I think Seventh Street and mm. Metro. Weird, like that's um, not where I, I would have thought. To commute into Burbank, I know it was the it was like the quote unquote nicer line. Yeah, uh, wow. yeah, yeah, but that's yeah. My favorite, just random Hollywood. I'll t- All right, never mind. I don't need to tell the anecdote. Oh, no, go, go, go ahead. Okay, it's totally not related, but it's just funny, and I think Holland will appreciate it. Uh, so I used to work at Stupid Buddy, which is in Burbank, and it's right next yeah. to the central casting. So Yes. 
and there's oh, a bus wow. stop there. And so my favorite Hollywood moment is I'm like rushing between buildings because we had like three buildings, you know, spaced out across that street. And this bus pulls up and this girl gets out and she looks at me and, and kind of like has a stunned look on her face. I'm like, oh, hi, hi, are, are you okay? Do you need help? And she's like, yeah, how do you make it in Hollywood? <laughs> and I was like, oh, girl, hon, I'm so sorry. This is not going to go well oh, for no. you. So she <laughs> just like, yeah. took, took No, but that, that guy who came up to me should have came up to her because, like, yeah. literally, like, I yeah. live right by downtown Burbank. I'm, like, Glen Oaks and Magnolia. Uh, I'm working at Starburns right now, but we're moving to a place in Sun oh. Valley. But it's like, yeah, it's like, that's that's right wait, where wait, I wait. am. You're at Starburns? I'm at the castle, uh, but I'm going to okay. Picks Picks starting Monday. Excellent. I don't know. We need to talk. But yeah. Okay. <laughs> anyway, that was my- Let's network. The podcast within a podcast. <laughs> sorry. Brett's going to have to cut out some Ash, I don't stuff. think you actually said your final thoughts. I did. sorry. No. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I was just waiting for you to run out of stuff. We're like an hour over. Um, <laughs> We're having so much fun, and it's Hollicks. Blame it on me. Uh, so as an ex-goth girl in high school. Ex-goth who, girl. Ex-goth girl, yeah. That totally, like, I was, the, the scene where they were like, we are the freaks. I was like, that, yes, that attitude was me in high school for sure. And my friends and I like did tarot card readings and had rune stones and I was totally into like magic and all this stuff. And so like this movie felt a lot like a piece of my high school experience. And I really, really related to it. And like Sam said, I was so shocked at not only like how well you know, the story was written and the plot was formed, the heavy subjects that they touched on, how they really showed what it's like to be a teenage girl. And I'm also impressed with the effects that like all of it. I was I had a very low bar. <laughs> I was not expecting a lot. And uh, I'm really impressed with it. I, I enjoyed it and I thought it was really great. And I can't wait to watch the new one. I'm excited. So there you go. Right yeah. on. Well, I guess that's uh, the craft. Uh, thanks for coming on the show, Holland. Uh, you want to tell everybody again yeah. where, where maybe they can find you on the internet? Or Oh, man. I feel like I don't really have anything to plug. Uh, but my Twitter is just my name. It's at Holland Farkas. Holland, like the province of the northern half of uh, Netherlands. Farkas, like uh, the most common Hungarian last name, I'm told. Um, and uh yeah i don't even really tweet that much anymore but every so often i live tweet mass singer because yes that's my that's what i do to just uh decompress but yeah um yeah i have nothing to plug i actually just filmed because this is coming out around halloween um i did some stuff with uh omar if you know omar oh yeah yeah, yeah. 13 days 13 shorts uh Mm-hmm. which is this fun halloween themed uh it's just everything it's like videos it's, it's like photos, a short film whatever, festival yeah, yeah it's like a weird mini online festival um all things halloween so i filmed some stuff with omar and chris this weekend 
Uh, oh, cool. I used to do a podcast with them. We used to do a, a Buffy podcast together, which they yeah. continued to talk about Buffy and Angel. And I just, you know, left because I got too busy. But uh, yeah, I did some stuff with them. So I would promote just 13 Days, 13 Tours in general because a lot of cool stuff is coming out of there. Awesome. And uh, all those folks are super talented. Right on. Yeah. Yeah. yeah we have to have Omar back. We had him on. I can't remember the movie, but we have to have him back because we were going to watch Blank Check with him. And yes. we keep oh. saying we have to do it. Yes. I've talked with him about that movie. I've never seen that movie. I've just heard people talk about that movie to me. And I'm just like, this is oh. bizarre. This is the most bizarre. I'd be very excited <laughs> because that is another installment. It's been a very long time since we brought this up, y'all. Blank Check the movie is another installment in the Tone Loke library. <laughs> <laughs> oh, is it really? <laughs> Yes. Oh, wow. We'll get wow. through them all eventually. Oh. He plays a character named Juice. Oh, Excellent. great. Of course he does. Well, isn't the worst part of that movie is like a 12-year-old, 13-year-old boy like kissing an adult woman? You Hopefully oh, that's the worst part of the movie. I really, I don't remember much about it. Oh, I remember so. everything about it. Oh, wow. Oh, wow. <laughs> anyway, Omar, uh, Omar, yeah. we'll have you back. I promise. Yeah. <laughs> we'll do it. <laughs> All right, we'll Ash, engage the audience. Um, do we thank Colin first? I literally just thanked her and then was like, you don't have to thank me. Oh, right. Well, thank you, Colin, for being on. <laughs> 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 thank you again. It means thank more you times three or whatever they say in the movie. Oh, yeah. Um, comes back. Comes back times three. Yeah. <laughs> you can also follow us on Twitter. We're at Let's Rewatch, where we do fun stuff like I tweet Twitter polls where you can choose the movie. Or if you didn't choose the movie, I'll treat tweet a screenshot, which uh, this one was a little tough. It was hard for people to get. Um, but Ralph came in and got it in the end and guessed the craft. Good job, Ralph. Yeah. I did have to give him a hint, though. Oh, still gets the point. I guess I chose too hard of a screenshot. <laughs> or maybe everybody was like me and just totally missed this movie the, the first time around. Maybe. I find that hard to believe. But. So funny. Is that it? Okay. Um. So if you liked our podcast, please give us a five-star review on iTunes or- uh, Apple Podcasts. Fucking fuck. Uh. <laughs> Please give us a five-star <laughs> review on Apple Podcasts or Google Podcasts. Uh, we are part of the CertainPOV.com network of shows. So go on over to CertainPOV.com and check out other awesome shows with, uh, hosted by awesome people like Judging Book Covers, Circle of Friendship, Dole Whip and Dreams, the Rob Thomas, no, not that one, Robcast. I'm adding that one again because we stepped all over it last time. <laughs> That's such so a good name. So, uh, <laughs> the Real Movie Critic versus The Synagogue, Screen Snark, Another Pass, and Fun and Games with Matt and Jet, and a couple others. It's a bunch of really awesome, delightful, sweet, talented people. We're very happy to be part of the network. Check yeah. us out. Yeah. Groovy. And join us next time when we watch an action Thanksgiving special, uh, Excessive Force 2. Force on Force. Oh, no. Shut up, that is not what? a real movie. Is that real? <laughs> <laughs>
CPOV. CertainPOV.com.